0: My guest today is my day one, Juan Rivas. Juan's been one of my best friends since seventh grade. We've been friends for probably like 12, 13 years. And that means we've done a lot of growing together. Uh, We've known each other through various stages. Um, And we've also shared (laughs) plenty of mistakes together, had a lot of different firsts together. And it's been awesome growing growing alongside Juan um, for the majority of my life. So in this podcast, Juan, um, Juan kind of just reflects on what it was like growing up um, in a family uh, with a father who, who was struggling with alcoholism. And we also talk about a lot of other great stuff. Really just t- our conversations tend to go to a place where how, how can we live well? And um, Juan's a genuine person, a positive person. And I think everyone can learn something from um, hearing Wan Talk. So I hope you enjoy it. This is the Dodd Pod. This is the Dodd Pod. With Derek Dodson. Oh, with Derek Dodson. I'm on day one, welcome to the Dodd Pod, thanks for coming on. Alright, what's up? Thank you, sir. By Glad. the way, this is Juan. Glad to be on. Yes, sir. Finally, it's about time. I know what, I've been doing this podcast for, honestly, I've been on and off doing this podcast. Probably for like a few months, I'm, I'm like 10, getting close to 10 episodes in, yeah. so pretty early
1: still. Yeah, you took a few weeks off, like a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang! I haven't seen any new episodes for a few weeks. I
0: know. I think I mentioned it the last podcast. It's just scheduling for me. Like, yeah. I have to really be proactive in scheduling guests and, and getting them in. Yeah. And I have like other stuff that I'm working on too. And eventually, I'm gonna run out of friends and stuff to get on. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get people that <laughs> that I never sat down and had like one-on-one conversation, or just reach out to people that I haven't. Uh, that I don't like speak with or or kick it with like regularly yeah yeah you're gonna have to start getting celebrities on here eventually <laughs> yeah dry, let me see what's your following <laughs> Got 11, 11 listeners yeah. i'm in <laughs> you're gonna have to hit up joe rogan bro oh, he'll come in don't yeah. don't worry i've already been <laughs> tweeting jamie <laughs> young jamie <laughs> no nah, i need my own young jamie yeah Hey, but uh, I was just thinking, a lot of memories in this house. We're recording at my my parents' house. Yeah. I mean, you are day ones, man. We've been we met in seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. Bro. Now I'm 29. You're what 27? 27.
1: Sheesh. It's been
0: like over 10 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Dude. Friendship for that long is is, is special. Yeah, for sure. How, how many friends do you have that you've known for for like 10 years? Not many,
1: bro. I want to say. Maybe you only you because a lot of the friends we had back then, like we kind of fell out of touch, you know? Yeah, we had that. We had David, David would be hanging out with us a lot, and then he kind of went his own way. Like, that's kind of the nature of some
0: friendships, you know? Some friends are just in there for a little part of your life, and then and then they're gone. Yeah, And, and then Instagram is like this weird purgatory or something where you have. All these friends that you've crossed paths and at one point you might have been really cool with and then yeah. now you just will see them on instagram and you kind of keep tabs or just like know, know that each other are there yeah but you don't have a, a relationship so
1: it's kind of it's interesting now yeah i was having i was having that conversation with i think with cheryl she was she was asking me oh because i told her that our 10 year our t- bro it's been 10 years since we graduated and I was telling her how, like, they're having that whole 10 year reunion. Well, I kind of heard like whispers about it, you know, like on social media or whatever. But, yeah. Like, I wasn't really too interested in going. You have no desire uh, to go, to yeah. be honest. I was like, and she was like, why? She's like, don't you want to like see friends that you had in high school? And I was like, honestly, like, with social media, like, you kind of see those people a lot, you know? Like, yeah. not obviously not in person, but. You kind of see them and you see what's going on with them and stuff you know and i mean i don't know i didn't i feel like i didn't have too many close close relationships
0: yeah if you really want to kick it with them you can reach out on instagram and, and and hang out with them sometime yeah at this point if it's been 10 years and you haven't <laughs> really reached out or try to hang out with each other yeah you know you guys are cool with each it's other kind but of a lost cause yeah yeah i remember i think it was like while we were seniors, they posted it on Facebook. They made a Facebook event for our 10-year uh, reunion. And I, like, commented on it. Sorry, we'll be unable to attend. <laughs> um, my cat's bar mitzvahs that day. And, or
1: something stupid. Yeah. But I just remember seeing that. I know. There was a lot of cool people, though, in high school. Like, oh, dude, it was awesome. I had a blast. Yeah. Like, we, and we never – honestly, we didn't really start, like, going out and, like like, partying. Until, like, senior year, you know? Yeah, thank God. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> thank God we didn't start earlier. Yeah, most most of my high school, I was, like, I was in a relationship, you know? So, like, I didn't really, like, do much. And it was, a,
0: it was like, one of those relationships where, was, you, you know, those young relationships yeah. where you get tunnel vision and <laughs> you can't see anyone else. Yeah. For,
1: like, pretty much all your time is with them. I cut off all my friends. I was like, damn. But, but after that relationship, I was like never again, like, you need to have friends, bro, like, you can't just, you can't just dedicate your whole life to one person, or, I mean, that's what marriage is, but you, you, you gotta have friends, you know, like, you can't just, like, just be you and your spouse and nothing else, you know?
0: Yeah, you need balance. Yeah. You can't have your whole identity tied up in, I'm, like, a husband or boyfriend, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. There's so much value to gain from other people and having relationships with other people. Yeah. Is, is that a... Do you think women think
1: the same as far as, as like, in relationships? I think some women do. Some women are toxic, though, you know? Like, some women, some women just... They just want to control you, and they just want you all to themselves, you know? And they don't want you to hang out with friends. And... I've seen, I've seen it happen to, to people, you know, Yeah. when they get in a relationship and they stop hanging out with friends because the girlfriend or, the or wh- even, whatever. Or even, it could
0: even be the boyfriend, too. There's dudes like yeah. that also that don't want, they're very protective of their, yeah. their girlfriends or whoever and, like, see everyone as, like, a threat. Yeah. And,
1: and um, are it's very weird. It just, that doesn't sound like a pleasant relationship either nah. way. That's toxic, like like it can, it can do damage to you. You know what I mean? And it can make you unhappy. Um, it can make you bitter, like, or it kind of can make you out of touch, you know, like with, with reality and stuff, because all you know is that one person, you know? Yeah. That's a very limited perspective you're getting right there. Yeah, exactly. And like when your life is that way, it's, like I feel like that's all you think about, you know. Like, what are they doing? Where are they at? Um, are they Are they hanging out with anyone else? Are they talking to anyone else? You know, and like that's just constantly what you're thinking about. And yeah, that's not a healthy mind yeah, space. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's not. It's not healthy for and, you. And like you said, it's so
0: controlling. Like trying to control something outside of yourself. Yeah, it's never good.
1: And like, we're human beings. Like you know what I mean. We have so much, like um we just have so much like that we have to we just have to interact with people you know what i mean like it's just part of being a human being a healthy human being yeah healthy human being socialize yeah. with each other with yeah. other people
0: and also uh being by yourself too having some time to yourself like mm-hmm. with going back to marriage being by yourself is really important at times like for me i, I appreciate i love being uh with my wife of course but yeah. i also love being alone i also love being with yeah. friends. Like, each of those aspects is equally, uh, like, just as important mm-hmm. for me, at least for me living in Because when I'm alone, I can either just enjoy some activities I like to do by myself, or I can be introspective and reflect on some things I want to, or, or yeah. uh, read, or, I don't know, I think you get a lot of... Insights and can get some wisdom and stuff when you spend some time alone. Yeah. Versus if you're constantly interacting with people. Sometimes you really just need that quiet.
1: Yeah, sometimes you just need to get away from everything, you know? Like you just need time to be in be in in quiet and peace and just kind of reflect on whatever you need to reflect on, you know. Yeah. Cause when you're too busy, I mean that can kind of be stressful too, you know? Like mm, constantly
0: doing something.
1: Yeah, like when you never have time to To yourself you know like you're always trying to hang out with people or you always have something going on like it's good to be productive but yeah you I feel like you always need that that time alone you know
0: and like on when you're like super busy it's it's easy sometimes to or not easy but sometimes you get that feeling of like you always have a destination of where you need to be next yeah so even while you're doing something you still feel like this internal pressure of okay this is then I'm going to do this, then I'm going to be here. Even just driving to work. You're already driving to work, and you know you're going to go to work, but you might already be thinking about work on your drive, and you're not even there. Yeah. So you can't even just, like, I mean, realistically, you could just enjoy a ride, which I, I usually do, put a podcast on or yeah. something, or even in silence, just driving. But yeah. a lot of times I, I feel like this internal pressure where I, I feel like something's, like, pushing me. Like, I need to be somewhere or complete something versus just, let me just fully be in, in whatever I'm, I'm doing. It's it's a tr- yeah. it's tricky to, to get to that place where you're just really present in, like, the, the most simple tasks, such as, like, I, I park my car at work and then I'm walking to my classroom. Can I just enjoy that walk? Because I'm not solving any issues or anything yeah. that I, I can't solve once I get to work, you Yeah. Know? But mentally, I, I'm, oh, I need to be there.
1: Yeah. You know? I, I tell Cheryl that sometimes she needs to... Uh She needs to slow down, you know, because her life is pretty busy, like, with her work and everything. So, like, she's always, like, she always has something planned. And I feel like whenever she has, like, like, not empty space, but, like, whenever she has time where nothing is planned, she feels like she has to fit something in there. You know, like she has to be like, she's like, oh, I have free time. Um, I have to do this or, oh, I have to do this. And like her mind's always racing, you know. Yeah. And I and like it's because of her job, you know, because like she has like she has like certain scheduling that she has to like she has clients and she has to be at a certain place at a certain time. So she's like constantly thinking like, OK, I have to leave at this time to be there by this time and then after them. Have to leave at this time to be at the next client by this time, and like she's just very, very like go, 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 you know. Yeah. And like sometimes I see it like it's it's stressful, you know. Like it's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting, and I I tell her like hey, sometimes like it's okay to just relax and not do anything, you know. Like when it's hard for her to just relax. Yeah, I see it. It's very hard for her, and I it sucks because. I, I want to see her relax sometimes, you know, cuz I see her like she's she's tired, you know, and she's she's like stressed out or she's just like constantly thinking about like I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And I told her I told her like sometimes it's okay to not have anything to do. Like sometimes it's okay to just it's valuable. Yeah, it's just sit back, relax and
0: just just de-stress you know i think it's the mind bro that stops people from just being able to relax sometimes like busyness and stuff is a good way of like distracting yourself too especially if you got some dark stuff going on ever i'm not saying that's with cheryl but just in general like if you got some some stuff you're working with when when you're in silence or that's when it tends to come up and stuff and some people just
1: rather Let me go, do, 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 do this, do that. Like, keep themselves occupied, huh? Have you ever had trouble uh, just relaxing? Um, no. I'm I'm pretty chill, like, and she tells me that sometimes. She's like, I don't know how you can live your life that way. And I'm like, she's like, she's like, like, you don't plan anything. She's like, like, and I told her, like, yeah, just kind of live moment by moment, you know? Like, sometimes I just, like, I know I have to do something, and I'm like, eh. I'll figure it out when it gets closer, you know, like, or I'll kind of just figure it out as the day goes by or cause she'll ask me like, Oh yeah, we're going to do this. Uh, what time are we going to do this? And I'm like, um, I don't know. And I'm just kind of like nonchalant. Yeah, like, you've always been like that. You never, you've never been uh, rushed by time or, or anything. Yeah. And I think I get a lot of that from my mom cause that's the way she is. Like she's very like nonchalant and she's just like, eh, like, it'll be all right, you know. That's yeah, going
0: to work out.
1: Yeah, and I think that helped that kind of helped her get through through a lot of rough times, you know? Cuz like, I mean, when I was when I was a kid, like my dad was an alcoholic, so she was like super stressed out like trying to raise two kids and deal with an alcoholic husband that was like always like out on the weekends, he was never home. Like he was always out drinking at a bar. And then like she would be working like 12 hour shifts to, you know, to try to bring in money because my dad would like, he would spend all the money. Like he would, he would work and then he would get paid. And then he would go from work to the bar and drink with all his friends cause he had a check. And then mm. he would bring home like a hundred bucks. And mom's like, how am I supposed to pay the bills with $100, you know, like you're spending all the money that we're supposed to be using to to buy food, to, you know, to to keep a roof over our head. And like she was like stressed out, you know, but I feel like her being so like nonchalant about things and kind of being like, "Eh, figure it out as it goes, you know like it helped out it helped her get through a lot of those situations. Yeah, it was like a survival mechanism yeah. in a way cuz she's stressing about it she's already probably had enough stress. Yeah, exactly. So if she was like like if she was like freaking out about how am I going to make it like you know that's going to rub off on us and she mm, had to keep yeah. she kind of had to keep a poker face on to to not worry us, you know? Cuz she had two small kids that she had to worry about so she was like well i gotta be strong for them you know and you're the oldest at least growing
0: up um yeah. i mean i don't know how it was with you and your fam earlier but when when i met you um when we were seventh graders you already had like uh, felt like you had a lot of responsibility on your plate yeah um, did you feel it um growing up? like like you said your mom put a poker face on and stuff did it help for the most part for you guys or were you able to kind of pick up on some stuff or?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like for sure it helped out a lot. I mean, I still saw like I saw a lot of of like my dad's like episodes and stuff and like, you know, because he was a he was a he was an angry drunk, you know, Mm-hmm. And like, that's where I get, that's where I get my, I, I've had instances like that, you know, when Jacuzzi I get, wand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, yeah. I get that from my dad, you know, like I'm a angry, belligerent drunk, you know, that just wants to fight and be violent. You know what I mean? And just to do a little justice to you, uh, you're making yourself sound like a
0: monster. You have, <laughs> you have had your moments for sure. Yeah. Um, you've also had some cool moments, but not nah, my bad. I just want to point that in so people don't think you're like out abusing yeah, like, yeah and stuff. yeah
1: but you definitely had points where you're like oh what you got the hook in you yeah it just switches like and, yeah and like you know like cheryl tells me that too like she tells me like you're a different person sometimes when mm-hmm. you drink you know yeah like like you said i've had i've had times where i drink and i just have fun you know like it's just a good night and yeah nothing bad happens but there's also times when like i get too drunk and like it just flips a switch. Something flips inside of me, yeah. and like I, I don't know. I just turn into a different person, you know. That's scary, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's scary, and it's like not a person that you want. No, and I always feel ashamed after, you know. Yeah. Like after I go through through something like that, and then I hear about I, I hear about it the next day because, I mean, obviously when I'm going through it, like I don't know, I'm mm-hmm. being that way because I'm like, I'm blacked out, you know. Yeah. And then I hear about it the next day, and I'm like, oh, like it's just so like. It's just so shameful. Like it feels like so shameful that like damn, really? Like I did that, you know? And I'm like, nah. Like I don't want to believe it, you know? Cause I'm like, no. Cause that's not who I am, you know? Like I'm a pretty easygoing person. Like I try to be nice to people, you know? Like it's not aligned with your values or yeah, who you exactly. Are person. Yeah. Like when I hear about people treating other people that way, like I'm, like, I'm just like, damn. Like you're an asshole, you know? And I'm, for me to turn around and do it, I'm like, nah, oh, like, I don't want to believe that, that I'm capable of doing that, you know? But, I mean, that's just the way it is. And I think it's genetics, you know? Like, yeah, I got it from my dad because that's the way he was. So, like, yeah, he was, like, an angry, belligerent drunk, like, always fighting people. Like, I saw a lot of it at home. Like, you know, he would come home drunk and then he would come home yelling and, like, he would come into our barge into our room and like like just start messing with us like you know like he would just come and for for what no reason like he would just come in and start just fucking with us and mom would come in and be like hey man like leave him alone you know like leave him alone and like she took a lot of the she took a lot of uh like a big part of the uh how do I say this she's like a shield for you guys absor- yeah yeah, absorbing yeah exactly like all, all, there you go yeah that, like,
0: trying to deflect it from you guys like, I yeah want this on you guys. yeah
1: exactly so she she absorbed a lot of it you know like she would pull my dad away and she would be like "Ah, like you want to fight with someone fight with me you know and like she would kind of stand in front of him after working like 12 hour shifts come home to that you know what I mean Man. and I'm like damn that's why I have like so much respect for her cuz like she, she's holding the family together yeah if it wasn't for her I think I would have been, I would not have turned out the way I did, you know? Like, I would have, I probably would have gone down a dark path. You ever told her that? Yeah, I tell yeah. her that for sure. And she knows it, you know? Yeah. And she knows it. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I big props to her, you know? Because I don't know if I would have been able to deal with someone like that, you know? And she put up with it for a long time. So, I, I, I have so much respect for her. But a lot of, like, a lot of that kind of, molded me to be like all right that's not who i want to be you know what i mean yeah like i that i want to be the opposite of that you know like i don't want to put my family through that like i don't want to put anyone through that you know like it's it's not a happy place to be you know (laughs) i've seen the the damage it can do and i've seen the like the emotional distress that it can put on you like you know what i mean especially as like a kid going through that like It's stressful, you know, but I also think that you have to learn how to like not hold that, not hold that in and not let it shape you to be this like this person because of that. Like not use it as an excuse, you know, like it's easy. It's easy to be like, oh, well, my dad was this way. So So I become a victim. Yeah, yeah. Like don't let it define you. you yeah define you don't let it like like hamper your your progress or whatever you know like you have to be able to and it's hard you know it's it's easier said than done but you just have to be able to like move forward and be like well this happened and that's the way things were but like yeah. I'm just gonna try to be the best version of myself, you know. As cliche as that sounds, you know. And you've you have been, man. Uh, since I've known you, you've
0: always been like a person of of character and stuff. Even when going through struggles. Yeah. Um, whether it be like working from like since like what, eighth grade, seventh grade? Yeah,
1: I started working when I was like 14. Yeah,
0: working yeah. Um, and going to school. like, And you never complained about it or anything. You're like, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, we would hit you up sometimes. Oh, let's kick it, do this. Oh, I have to work today. Yeah. It's Lent season. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's busy. Uh, yeah. Eight salt. <laughs> Fishing chips. Yeah. yeah so I, I always admired that like, I was like, oh, you know just how you handled yourself and you always have been like calm cool and
1: collected um, yeah and i think a lot of that is also me being the oldest the oldest you know older brother because yeah. i always had my younger brother and i always like my mom would tell me like well you know your dad your dad is in jail so you're gonna have to be the man of the family or you know what i mean like you're gonna have to be the man in the house I'm like 12 years old you know (laughs) yeah like you know you're putting this on me but i was just like well shit all right you know like if my dad's not gonna do it then i have to you know and a lot of it was just me seeing my mom and being like all right well i have to i have to do what i can to help her out you know so when i started working that was a big reason why because they were going through their struggles and financially like my mom wasn't able to to provide for us you know like very minimal like Somehow she always found a way to have food on the table for us and a roof over our head. Like we were never—I can never say we were homeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I saw the way she would struggle, and I would be like, "Well, I can't really depend on her." You know what I mean? Like I kind of like—I want to take a burden off her shoulders. Yeah. So at least if I can support myself. Yeah. If I can, if I can bring in some money and buy my own clothes or you know buy my own food or money to go out yeah yeah not ask her for money yeah help them out yeah Yeah. not put that stress on her because I was she's already going through a lot you know so that kind of motivated motivated me to like kind of grow up faster you know be like well I kind of have to be my own man you know so I it it was it's easy to see it as like a as a curse you know, like, oh, why did why did God give me this alcoholic drunk dad, you know? But in a way, it was also a blessing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it made me stronger moving forward. And That's interesting. That's,
0: like, just your – a lot of it depends on how you approach the situation, how you yeah. – your perspective of the situation. Like, you can see it as um, it sucks, but it's an opportunity for growth. And even in the midst of it, like, I'm sure in the midst of it, you didn't think – Hey, it's all good. This is gonna help me grow. Yeah, yeah, you, for sure. You were just doing what what you had to do, but I'm sure in retrospect you see how it's benefited you in various ways. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Now that I look back on it, I'm just like, Dah. I'm kind of glad I went through that, you know, because you kind of have to go through. I feel like you kind of have to go through some adversity to to become a stronger person, you know, because it's it's like that. It's like that quote that uh, Joe Rogan always says. The the hardest thing you ever go through Is the hardest thing you're ever gonna go through Or or what What is that I know it's what you're talking about It's like The hardest thing you've
0: ever gone through Is the hardest thing you've ever gone through Something
1: Yeah yeah something. Something in that sense But basically saying like If you never go through anything Like It's easy Like you're gonna probably be a sensitive person You know Like you're gonna become offended Very easily Or You're gonna let Little things like I kind of throw you off or make you upset or yeah there's value
0: in those conflicts and those hardships. Yeah, yeah. Because like one um when you when you're younger and you like experience some conflicts, you have to learn how to, how to work with those. Yeah. And if you never have those opportunities And some people are like, what opportunities? But yeah, they are opportunities. Yeah, basically. Then when you are faced with it in the smallest things in life, such as like a change of your schedule or whatever, like, or, um, you know, like you said, people being easily offended by certain things that most people wouldn't be offended by. Yeah. Then you don't have those skills and also the skills just to like tune in internally and like, how am I reacting to this right now? Do I need to act on those thoughts? Is that helping me
1: right now? It's a skill, resilience. Yeah, like for resilient. sure. Yeah, I think I think meditation helps out a lot with that. You know, big time. Like it helps because it helps you like notice, acknowledge your thoughts and stuff. Like you're 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 the person that put me on to meditation. Like before before you got into meditation and kind of introduced it to me, like I was I wasn't very aware of of thoughts like that. You know, like I was very very easily like influenced by my emotions or like I was ve- like it was my emotions would hijack my my thought process very easily you know yeah. know I and mean? I would just get lost in it and like I was very like very prideful and like I had a kind of had an ego even though like it never seemed like I had an ego like I had had an ego you know like I was all about like oh, I gotta be tough. I gotta show that I'm a tough person, you know? Like, I gotta make it a point, like, oh, you, like, I can't let anyone disrespect me. Gotta defend your ideas, what you think's right. Or, like, whenever I would say something, I would kind of be like, well, I already said this, so this is what I have to identify with, because I already said it, so I can't go, I can't go back on it, you know what I mean, like, I was, I was never aware that it's okay to be wrong sometimes, you know, it's okay to,
0: for your ideas to change, to change
1: your ideas, and, and to change who you are as a person, you know, like, before, like, I was very, very hard-headed when it came to that kind of stuff, like, very stuck in my ways, you know, and, like, like, I would, yeah, like, whenever I would say something, I would be, like, wow, damn, like, kind of don't really identify with that anymore but I can't go back on it <laughs> now you know it sounds like, so silly doesn't it yeah it sounds so ridiculous but so many people do it yeah, yeah. and that's like and unknowingly it's dangerous you know cuz like like it can it can like it can poison someone's mind and it can make them this bitter person you know and it it poisons how, uh your view of the
0: world you start yeah. seeing this world in this narrow limited box and you you don't really see reality for as it is, or mm-hmm. you see it through your reality only. Yeah. You know, um, mindfulness or meditation, meditation is just, you know, how you cultivate mindfulness mm-hmm. or a practice to help you be more mindful in your day. But it's helped me um, big time. You're saying like how it's helped you to like grow and notice certain things. And I think mindfulness is super important if you want to grow at all. Yeah. Because it's a re- you're really, you're gonna you are you can not blame anyone when it comes to mindfulness, you're not looking for you're not looking to blame any outside sources. You're looking in within yourself, you're able to tune in, notice like so when that anger does arise, you notice that anger arises, but now you have a little space between you and your anger. So you can notice it and like you said, not get hijacked by it. You can mm-hmm. be like, Okay, I'm feeling a little anger right now. You're not it doesn't mean you you have the ability to just nope, no more anger is gonna arise anymore. No, nah, you, yeah, you're yeah. just able to notice it and sit through it. Um, you're able to notice the kind of thoughts that go in your head. Like if someone cuts you off, your instinct might be like, oh, what a jackass. And you're going to have that whole mental dialogue. Or you can notice that thought pop up and be like, oh, damn, <laughs> look at me. Look how angry that got me. Yeah. I, I got at that. And then you can just let you know let it go, notice it without engaging it. Versus if you engage with that thought, you might spend five minutes on a freeway just thinking about uh, what a jerk that guy is and, how california sucks because of the traffic (laughs) and you can go down this whole this whole tunnel man yeah and when it comes to growing i think you really have to notice okay well how's my mind operating Uh, these these patterns continue to happen these situations continue to happen to me they're happening for a reason Mm -hmm. what kind of thought process uh, or thoughts am i consistently engaging with that's leading me here yeah. Or what kind of emotions are constantly just taking me for a ride, and some are very strong and will still pull us. Yeah. Um. But the more mindful you're able to get, the less likely it pulls you away, or, or you're pulled away for a little less. Um, mm-hmm. You can reflect a little bit more quickly, see things a little more clearly. Yeah.
1: I've 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 laughed at myself before, bro, because like I get so upset. Like I just get very like like, there's been times where I get triggered, you know? Yeah. Like, like, something happens, and, like, you just feel this, like, this, like, ball of rage inside you, like, yeah. you just, like, kind of just pop up, you know? And, like, if you're not aware of it, it's easy to just blow up, you know, and just act on it, and be like, oh, da-da-da-da-da, and, like, yell at someone, or, you know, like you said, just, like, just hold that for the rest of your day. Like, it like it can ruin the rest of your day, you know. Yeah. Like one instance can just like I know people that like one one bad thing happens to them in the day, and that's it. They're pissed for the rest of the day because yep. of that. And like I've had times, where, and everyone like, else
0: suffers around them because of it.
1: Yeah. Like it's 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 annoying, or like it's uncomfortable to be around yeah. someone like that, you know? That's upset. So like I've had times when like things like that happen, and like I just like I feel it. And I notice it, and then I just kind of like, I just laugh at myself, and I'm like, why are you so upset, bro? Like, yeah, <laughs> like take it easy, you know? Like, why am I so angry about this? And then you kind of just start to, like, okay, like, why, why are you so upset? You start to kind of analyze, like, where's this stemming from, you know? Yeah. Like, where is this? What am I so tied to here? Yeah, like, <sighs> why are you so upset, you know? And yeah, like I've had like I've had moments where I just like I go through that, and then I just laugh at myself, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, you're that mad about something so small, you know? And I, a lot of it is ego, you know. Yeah. Like it, I go back to that whole like disrespect. Like people when people feel like they've been disrespected, like they can go on this like this rage, you know, like this tandem where they're just like oh, no, like, I can't let that fly, you know? Like, you're not going to disrespect me and just get away with it. Yeah. Like, I got to make sure I take action, or I got to make sure that I get you back. Some Neanderthal thinking. Yeah, right? exactly. But, like, when you're able to just kind of, like, notice it. Not take it personally. Analyze it, laugh at yourself, and be like, bro, like, it's not that big a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, I've, I've, had, I've had times when, like, people, like, Something happens on the road, like you said, and like someone flips me off. <laughs> and like yeah. like my first reaction is to be like, No fuck you, you know? Yeah. Like no fuck me, no fuck you. And like <laughs> it's easy to be like, oh hell, and no. like I wanna beat I wanna beat this person up, you know? Yeah. But like then after I'm just like, Oh shit, like wait, no, I don't wanna fight anybody, you know what I mean? Like So with their car in front of me now, I'm okay, I'm safe. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> what 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 happens if I, like, pull up next to them, tell hey, pull over, pull over, let's fight right now, and then you pull over, and what if they pull out a gun, you know? They pull out a gun, they shoot you. Like that story, did
0: you hear For about that what? baby that got shot in a freeway? Uh-uh. This mom, she was driving on, I'm sorry to interrupt you, this no, mom, no, no, she was know? driving on, on a freeway, and um, I guess she flipped someone off uh-huh. because they did something to her or something. And then the dude, uh, we had another driver in with them, put out a, it was in like Orange County on a freeway over there, put out a gun and then shot and one bullet went through the trunk, um, through the uh, car seat and Yeah, killed her
1: baby, bro. Damn. And
0: uh, all from just some anger on, on a freeway.
1: Yeah. Like all for what? You yeah. Know what I mean, like just all, it just happened in. The blink of an eye, you know? And all of it, dude, all of it started in the head. Yeah, exactly. Like, it could have all been avoided very easily if both parties were just, like, if the lady would have never flipped them off and just been like, haha whatever. Yeah. Like, it would have never triggered the guy or the person that shot. But then, on the other hand, if the person that shot the car up, if they just, like, ah, oh, you flipped me off, <laughs> all right. Like, kept going, like, yep. you know, just let it, You gotta, you gotta know how to let things go, you know? Like, don't take life so seriously. Don't take yourself so seriously, you know? That's a huge lesson, not taking yourself so seriously. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be like, you know what? Like, some people just, they're going through some shit, you know? Like, some people are just unhappy with their lives for whatever reason. And when, I think when you learn to, like, put yourself in other people's shoes or just try to, just kind of try to see things from someone else's perspective, like, it's easier to... to to not get so to not think, take things so personally, you know. Yeah, and to add on to that,
0: when it it's not like not only just not take or well, not taking things personally, but like also realizing that when someone flips you off or when someone says something negative to you or or whatever, it's not really about you. Yeah, that, that's about the other person or something they're working with or dealing with mm-hmm. or not dealing with, and it's coming out at you. Um, And then you take it personally as if it's an attack on you. But if you're able to shift that perspective and see, okay, well, this person is acting this way because they got whatever they got going on in their life. It helps you to not take things so personally. Like as a teacher, that's super important because Mm -hmm. I'm going to have students that have their heads down that might not care, that might say rude things. If I'm constantly taking things personally from 150 14 year olds <laughs> that are are growing and maturing, yeah. I, I'm in the I'm gonna hate my job. Exactly, you're gonna hold grudges against all these kids, and I'm know? not gonna be helping them. Yeah, it, but if I'm able to see that it's not about me and take that step back, um, yeah, I think that's where that, I th- when I think of freedom. I think it all starts mentally. If, yeah. if you really want freedom, you need freedom from your thoughts, so you're not like as J. Cole says, a, a slave. He didn't want to be a slave to his thoughts. That's why he wants to meditate, mm. um, or that's why he meditates. Mm-hmm. He mentions um, in this one YouTube interview that like most of our thoughts aren't even our thoughts. Mm. If we, it, it's something that your mom, or your dad told you when you're younger. Yeah, um, it's something that you read on Instagram or came across. Um, it came. From a podcast, many of our thoughts, our ideas, our beliefs aren't all, a lot of them. We unconsciously accepted as true, and some like some of them, like we weren't really aware at all that oh, I accepted this thought as true, and I've been acting on that. But going back to mindfulness, when you're able to tune back in and and just be more aware of what's going on in your mind and your body, you can kind of see like where does this idea even come from? Why mm-hmm. why am I? In, accepting that idea as true yeah and whatnot and so i once you're able to get that freedom from your thoughts your days are great you can really be in the yeah. moment um you're not rattled by anything you have healthier relationships with people because when someone says something if you take it personally then you got an argument or you might have some resentment or whatever mm-hmm. versus trying to understand and really hear what the person's
1: saying yeah some yeah like i heard this i heard this story I don't know if it's true or not but it's like about this there was there was this this guy on a train or on like a subway or something and he was like drunk and like he was walking all up and down the subway trying to fight people like you know like just trying to start things with people and there was a there was an old man that was like a like a kung fu master or I've something like that. I've Heard this one, yeah. Yeah. Go on. So like the guy's like trying to fight people, and then so he gets in this old man's face, and you know, like the old man kind of knows, like, like, I mean, I'm a kung fu master or like I'm a skilled professional, like whatever, you know, and, like, I could, I could easily, like, beat this guy up, but instead of doing that, he, he sits down with him, and he tells him, like, hey, like, what's going on, you know, like, why are you so upset, and, like, instead of, like, trying to fight him, matching that
0: energy, yeah,
1: the guy, the guy sits down with him, and he starts opening up to him, and he starts telling him that, like, his wife left him, and, and he was, like, it turns out he was going through all this, all this, like, all these things in his life, and that was the reason why he was so, like, he had all this anger inside of him, and, like, at the end of the conversation, like, the drunk guy was, like, cr- crying in his lap, you know what I mean, and the old man was, like, like he de-escalated the situation all just by talking to him, you know, just yeah. by asking him, like, like, what's going on, man, like, just, like, talk to me, you know, like, just hearing him out, and... You're seeing him as a human being, man. Yeah, being exactly. Yeah, so, like, instead of, like, escalating the situation, like, he kind of, he, he he put out the fire, basically, and was, like, he helped this guy, like, vent his emotions, you know? And sometimes, like, when you're level-headed, like, like you, you might even be able to help someone, you know? Like, because they might be going through some rough times, and that's just their way of expressing their emotions, you know? It's, like, by being an angry person or by trying to belittle other people you know because they have their own insecurities or they have their own things going on in their lives so when you're able to like like i said like put yourself in someone else's shoes and try to understand where they're coming from or try to understand like why they're acting the way they're acting like you know it can it can yeah. help. like it can help people out you can you can kind of even make people realize like oh shit like I'm acting this way because of this, you know, yep. like like I need to stop acting that way with people. And like sometimes it's hard to be it's hard to be mean to someone who's being nice to you. You know what I mean? Like if you're mean to someone and they respond with, you know, kindness or they respond with like a compliment or they respond with like, hey, let's talk, you know, like sometimes that 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 does that that's. More beneficial than you being like, oh yeah, like you're you're trying to fight me. All right, let's because, do it. Yeah, then. because
0: that ego is like searching for conflict. That yeah, ego is searching
1: for someone to feed into that. Yeah, even if they don't know it, you know. Like even if like you get into it with someone, like like they come at you and you end up beating them up. You know what I mean? Like you put them down, you beat them up. That that doesn't really do anything for them because at the end of the day, they're gonna be more upset. you yeah. know, they're gonna be like oh shit like I just got beat up well fuck that guy you know like that guy whooped my ass like fuck him like I'm just gonna go look for someone else to beat up Like you know what I mean? Yeah or take my anger out on someone else yeah. or something else. and it's never gonna get resolved you know so like sometimes you just gotta you just gotta know when to take a step back and be like eh like this guy's not coming at me he's coming from somewhere else you know D- that reminds me of in this book uh it's called
0: loving kindness it's it's about loving kindness meditation um but in the book she talks about and i'm blank i'm blanking on her name but um she mentions like when when you approach a situation such as that like that guy did or or any situation um where there's something negative going on Mm -hmm. like just ask yourself like what led to this person being like this yeah and that's automatically going to bring you in this more compassionate view um for example i'm trying to like that person on the freeway that Mm -hmm. flipped someone off why did that person so easily flip you off yeah you know what's going on in their life that led to that Mm -hmm. maybe they got some family issues going home. maybe they just lost someone they loved and and they're filled with anger maybe they're angry at the state of america and yeah and um think it's going in a terrible whatever it is like there's a reason for everyone for everyone being the way they are. Yeah. Whether it be how they're raised as as children or and most people like if you have a conversation with them and you hear about their their past or some of their experiences, you automatically tune into a more understanding person mm-hmm. with them. It's just when there's so many people, um, nice. compacted in one place, it's so easy just to see this person as their actions and that's it mm-hmm. and some yeah. people their actions are great and you can see them as, as great people some people your all your experiences with them are,
1: are crappy yeah you know? yes some people some people just grow up in that kind of environment too you know like some people think that kind of thing that kind of stuff is normal you know like like if you grow up in the hood or if you grow up around a bunch of like hardened people that never show their emotions or never talk about their emotions. And all they've ever seen is the way to resolve your issues is with violence. And that's, that's the way life is. That's the way that you have to live your Dog dog world. Exactly. Like when, when that's all you've ever been taught, like you don't know that, that there's other ways to, to handle situations, you know, like when, when that's what you've seen, And like that's what you've been influenced by, it's easy to be like, yeah, well, that's just the way the world is. Like, if 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 you don't get someone, they're gonna get you, and well, it's gonna be it's gonna be you before it's gonna be me. So, you know, like this is that's just the way life is. And some people, that's that's the kind of influence they've had growing up. And then and then a lot of those people end up in jail yeah where just
0: more of that yeah and escalated because it's really a dog eat dog world there yeah and then like they never escape it yeah, this is a vicious cycle because the gels aren't helping them to change their thinking in any ways yeah um and that's why i think education is so important mm-hmm. um like do you feel like you were ever educated on throughout your schooling experience on how to work with your own thoughts no, difficult emotions. Yeah, no. Any of those things that are essential to being
1: a thriving human being. No, like, no. I've never, I've never. I can't say I've been in a class where, like, I heard that kind of uh, sentiment coming from the teacher. You know, like it's always just like, well, math. Learn how to learn how to add numbers. Learn how to read and write. Learn how to do this. Learn how. Like, it's just like. Learning, like, these skills, you know, like, hands-on skills, I guess you can say. But, no, like, I've never I've never been in a class where they kind of make you reflect on yourself, you know, or reflect on the way you act or... Or give
0: you the tools to do it on your own at home. Yeah. and, and all, Yeah, I just... I, I can't help but think, like, if we want to improve that in our world, those kids might not ever have the opportunity at home to learn some of those skills. Yeah. So then you... You uh, teach them those skills in in schools mm-hmm. from when they're a little kid to when they graduate. You spend most of your day at school than at home. You spend, like, w- during the school yeah. year, you're spending six, seven, eight hours a day mm-hmm. um, at school with teachers, with friends, and all of that. Yeah. So, like, that's a humongous opportunity mm-hmm. um,
1: that I think is just going wasted. Yeah. And, like, it's sad because instead of, instead of seeing things progress towards that, I, the way that I see it, it, it's going away from that. Like, I feel like there's so much more divide and hate and conflict now in the society we're living in, you know, like even all the way up to the level of like these politicians or these people that quote unquote leaders. Yeah, exactly. Like these people that are supposed to be like these role models for us that, you know what I mean, are controlling, like, the way that our bills are, or the laws, or all that stuff, like, you would think, like, these are the people that are supposed to be compassionate, these are the people that are supposed to be, like, emotionally intelligent, and, and you know, that are able to see things, and have an open mind, and, and try to understand where people are coming from, like, I feel like those people are the most, the, like, the furthest away from that, you know what I mean? Like, all they care about is like, well, this is our side, and those are the enemies, and that's just the way it is. Like, it's us against them, you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, they never have honest conversations with each other where they can hear yeah. each other's sides out. Like you said, it's tribal, us versus them. Yeah. And I feel like we're, we're in a time with a lot of growing pains. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that it's, it's gonna continue getting better, just... Because if you look at human evolution over time, it had like a lot of people talk about this. It has gotten better over time, mm-hmm. um, but as far as like social media and the news, like you said, it's all dominated by conflict, us yeah. versus them, or them trying to stir up that narrative of us versus them. Yeah. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't help, you know. It's not help, and it's so sad that you pointed that out about our, like, our leaders. They're supposed to be our, our leaders, and what yeah. qualities of leadership are they displaying on a regular basis?
1: Yeah, they're supposed to set the example, you know. Like these are people that you're supposed to see and be like, oh man, like this is a stand up person, you know. Like, like they're they're compassionate. They they try to help everybody out. It's like no man, like when you see when you see them, you just see them like trying to look for someone to bash on i feel like i feel like a lot of like politics is just people bashing on other people's ideas you know yeah like nah you guys are stupid you guys are wrong you guys are dumb for thinking that this is the right way to think like if you're not over here like you're stupid you know what i mean like we're we're trying to shut you down basically i'm like damn like you don't really see too many like open-minded conversations in in those like debates or whatever, It goes back know? to
0: mindfulness, man. Yeah. In, in ways or just like being aware of your your thought processes. Yeah. It doesn't seem like those leaders do a lot of reflecting. Yeah, um, or maybe they do, but because of the way politics are mm-hmm. organized or whatever, they found the us versus them model is most effective. The yeah. more we can make the other person an enemy, the more votes we're able to get. We might be able to pull some people from that side. You know, it's it's a yeah. ugly game. Yeah. It just sucks that. Our, you know, our youth looks up
1: to government sees mm-hmm. sees that quality. And um, and when you're that young, like, you're so easily influenced, you know? Like, your brain is so malleable, especially at that age. Like, you see that, and you're just like, oh, yeah, all right. Like, like conf- you, conflict you don't is have,
0: okay. You don't have critical thinking skills. Yeah. And that's what you hope you get from school. Yeah. But right? a lot of... Uh, Kids leave school without getting those. Yeah. You know, especially if you are are like in schools that are um, lower socioeconomic areas, you know, because your parents are working more. So they're probably going to be a little less involved because they're just trying to to struggle and make it. They might not have experience in a higher education or had opportunity to develop some of those skills themselves. So how can they bring it to their kids? And then at school, like, let's be honest, a lot of times at school, like kids struggle to find purpose in school. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, like, what am I going to use this? Um, yeah. So that, that's something I sit on a lot as a teacher. I'm like, I, I need to find a way to teach. Or, like, I just took this class uh, it's about empowerment, student empowerment. Mm. And it's basically it, – it taught some, so some of the ideas behind student empowerment is if we look at our future, the future of the world, there's so many unknowns that our students need to be prepared for, mm. like technology – ai artificial intelligence guarantee it's gonna be taking up a lot of jobs yeah um our society might look completely different Mm -hmm. Um, then we have other threats to humanity you know we have global warming yeah um which is scary and uh we need bright creative thinkers and people that want to make a difference that can make a difference that have skills to do that yeah and like we need to have a society that can talk to one another and, and get on the same page for the betterment
1: of of humanity. Yeah. Hear each other out and be like, all right, like that's a good idea. Or, you know, I don't really agree with that because so and so and so instead of just being like, well, that's stupid. Like, and that's it. End of conversation. Yeah. like, Like look at the purpose of our conversation. Our purpose is to
0: grow not to
1: get points for our side. Yeah, exactly. And like, I think it just people a lot of that is ego you know like just being so tied to your ideas yeah like learning how to be okay with like accepting the fact that you're not always gonna be right or you're not always gonna know everything about everything that's okay yeah and it's all right like like no one's gonna come after you because you were wrong about something you know like it People or come, they shouldn't yeah exactly they shouldn't but <laughs> no, i know what you're saying people people will call you out and be like oh i see you're stupid you're wrong five whatever. years ago you said this <laughs> yeah now you say this
0: what's wrong with a DDR? lot a
1: lot of that is like like fucking cancel culture you know like like people will dig things up about someone that something they said like 20 years ago and i'm like Bro, yeah. like, people evolve. Like That was so long ago. If I got, if I was held accountable for
0: <laughs> some of the things I might yeah. have said or did in high school, <laughs> I would not have a career. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and, like, I am not that person anymore. Yeah. People like, would grow. And that's just on a random note. It's, it's kind of strange to look back at yourself, like, younger. Like, I think, like, the other day, I was trying to think back to some memories of when I was, like, four or five, seven, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like...
1: Like, who is that you know? yeah like, like who is that person exactly like,
0: you, it's, it's a completely different person
1: yeah like your ideas the way you see the world like the way you like lived your life what you think is okay and your stuff. physical body yeah everything and i think a lot of that's from just like lack of information you know like you just see things the way that you think uh with the information that you've been provided you know yeah you're doing the best you can at the moment yeah so you'd form your ideas like based off of what you've been introduced to you know but when you're introduced to other perspectives or when you are like introduced to a little more knowledge on things you start to see things like different and you start to be more compassionate and start to understand like oh shit like I've been thinking about this wrong the whole entire time, you know? Yeah. Like, I've, like it's happened to me before. Like, yep. where I see something or I see someone and all I see from them is one action or one incident and automatically, like, in my head, like, subconsciously, I judge them a certain way, you know? Like, yeah. I have this picture of them in a certain way and then later on I find out a little more like a backstory or I find out a little more information and I'm like oh shit like I've been wrong about this person this whole time you know yeah like they're not this person that I that I drew them out to be you know and my mind changes like I can feel it like my perspective on them changes you know and I'm it's all right because I'm not like you said I'm not tied to to my ideas, I'm not like, no. Well, I thought this person was a piece of shit, and you're presenting something to me that shows that they're not really a piece of shit. But I already judged them that way, so, so I'm gonna keep them. In I'm that just box. gonna keep it. Yeah, fuck yeah. them. Fuck them anyway. You know, like no, man. It's okay to be like. Yeah, they're carrying the past uh, with them every everywhere you go. Yeah. it's easy to do that at times. But like yeah. you said. Like, you're
0: not seeing that person clearly or the situation clearly. Yeah.
1: Like, all, you, all you're seeing is one incident, you know? Like, I've had incidents where, like, if all if you judge me based off of just that one incident, you didn't think I'm a piece of shit. You yeah. Know? Like, it's easy to be, like, it's easy to demonize someone off one event or one thing, you know? And it could have just been a moment where you got pulled for a ride by a thought or a yeah. Like, maybe I was going through a rough patch or, yeah. you know, maybe I was, like, not thinking straight or whatever the case may be you know like everyone has their dark days like everyone has their moments where they're not the best human being that they can be you know like they're not the most compassionate person they're just having a rough day or whatever you know
0: yeah that reminds me of um this concept in meditation uh beginner's mind Mm, what is that and so like the idea behind beginner's mind is Each time you approach meditation, but also just life each moment, Mm -hmm. um, you approach it as a beginner, as you haven't had this experience before. So like if I'm going into meditation, maybe yesterday I had a really great meditation where I mean, quote unquote, great. You're not really supposed to be labeling meditation like what meditation is is being in the moment, whatever the moment brings. But maybe yesterday's meditation, I felt extremely peaceful. My mind quieted down. I had some great insights Mm or whatever happened. Um, I don't carry that with me into my next meditation, bringing those expectations of this is what meditation is supposed to be. I'm supposed mm. to feel this way. I'm supposed to feel that way. Maybe, and then maybe today's meditation, I, um, my mind was racing. My mind was racing. I had to continuously bring my attention back, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is maybe it wasn't as pleasant a little more distracted a little distra- and it's not to say that that's a bad meditation that's a good meditation. that's just what meditation is whatever in the moment you're just yeah. you're just with it so like that's the approaches you're approaching each um each time you meditate like it's the first time you're doing it mm-hmm. um there's some quote cool and i'm probably gonna butcher it it's like the expert's mind um the beginner's mind has many possibilities the yeah. expert's mind has little or no possibilities Hmm. because you're an expert so you already feel like you have everything figured Ah, out meanwhile the beginners is like think about a baby each time or a little kid each time they go outside see the joy they get from the smallest things from a leaf to looking at the trees to um watching something new or, or a new episode or even the same thing over and over again. Kids love to watch the same thing over and over again, but they have that beginner's mind, you know? Yeah. And um, when you approach that in life and your conversations, it's you're approaching it from I have something to learn. Mm-hmm. I'm not an expert. It humbles you a little bit yeah. and brings you back to perspective. Of each moment is fresh. Yeah. And it goes to what you're saying about approaching each each, each person um, who, like, I've heard this in, in a podcast before, not Joe Rogan, <laughs> but um, <laughs> where, like, we're, I think it might have been Lex Friedman's podcast. Like, we're slightly different people than we were. You're a slightly different person than you were um, before you walked in the store. Because mm-hmm. maybe this conversation slightly shifted a perspective or made you reflect on something. So, even if it's just a subtle, uh, small change, mm-hmm. it, it's still a change. Yeah. And um, so, I, I really like that concept of just like approaching life as beginner's mind like no expectations yeah um you come from a place of hey i
1: I have stuff to learn i don't know everything yeah that's a healthy perspective yeah that's i like to think like never trust someone that tells you they know everything yes you know what i mean because like there's always room to learn like there's oh even if you are the most like knowledgeable person on a certain subject like there's always something for you to learn. Always, you know what I mean. I have to check myself with that. Um, yeah, same here, bro. And
0: like when I'm, when I'm either texting or having a conversation, anytime I feel like a sense of passion or extra energy behind what I'm saying, like I have to check myself. Okay, where's this coming from? Mm-hmm. It, it might be coming from passion because I, maybe I feel this can really help people, and I feel like ah, oh, this is hurting us. This is hurting blah blah. Like, but regardless. Yeah. I still need to take a step back and remind myself, OK, I don't know everything. If I'm coming in with this perspective, mm-hmm. am I going to be a good listener? Am I really going to be considering other people's uh, perspectives? So even like when it comes to critical thinking and having these open conversations, a critical component of listening is listening to yourself as you're having conversations, listening to your, uh, what thoughts pop up your emotions, your reactivity to certain things being said. Yeah. And if you really want to listen and learn, like noticing your bias towards things.
1: Yeah, that's exactly how you do it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz if you if if you're going into a conversation with a bias, like most likely like some a lot of the a lot of whatever is going to be said by the other person, especially if it's like contrary to what you're saying, like you're going to be more inclined to put it off and be like, "Nah, you don't know what you're talking about." Like you know like ah oh, you're you're too far gone like and you're just not gonna like you're not just you're not really going to be listening you know what i mean you're just going to be looking for ways to discredit whatever they're saying or to be like <sighs> waiting for your turn to talk yeah and be like well yeah let me shut that down real quick because that's completely wrong because I said so and
0: Yeah, they said one thing and in your head you're like this is wrong. You're just holding that thought and you're not hearing clearly. Yeah, yeah it's
1: so like, true. It's so easy to do that, you know? Like when you have bias when you have biased opinion towards whatever. Whatever. It could be about anything, you know. But it's easy to to shut people's ideas down and be like, Nah, you don't know what you're talking about. I know. I know. Like if you don't listen to me, then <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like you're just gonna be lost forever. Yeah, you know, like that's not the way. That's not the way you should approach people. And you also have to approach them in a way of,
0: like, through your conversation. Like, you can't expect them to, at the end of this conversation, they should have shifted to my side. After yeah, I offer yeah, this exactly. To them. And that's a hard thing to do because mm-hmm. you might feel you bring reasonable points. You might you bring evidence, mm-hmm. um, but some people aren't open even if you present them they're stubborn or they're like nope this is the way i see it and that's it yeah i just think that's so limiting um and i've been there like but sometimes you just got to say hey i shared you know i shared my perspective i shared um what i can yeah but it's not my job to turn your your beliefs or whatever i just wanted to offer this and something
1: to chew on and if yeah and if you do cool if you don't then cool, then cool. Yeah. You're ready for what you're ready for. Yeah. And I've been, I mean, like like I'm preaching all this, like all this, uh, mindfulness or like just being like, you know, everything I'm saying, but like, I've been a victim to all this stuff. Like when I'm talking to someone, like I've been there where I'm like, like, I just want you to accept what I'm saying so bad, you know? And at the end of the conversation, I'm like, like if, if you don't accept what I'm saying, like subconsciously in my head, I'm just like, man, like, like you're, you, you don't know what you're talking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then like, I've gotten better at like acknowledging that that's okay. You know, like if they don't accept your ideas or if they don't shift their perspective and to, uh, completely agree with what you're saying, like it's okay. Like, you know, like yeah. stop trying to force people to believe in what you believe in or think the way that you do you know what i mean like you're not gonna you're not gonna convince every single person and
0: even if it's fact based bro
1: fact based or evidence based and
0: you know for sure this can improve your life yeah like cuz there are some things like if you tell someone you should exercise more eat more like that's something you can't be argued right like that's yeah. gonna help your life and you can give them all the reasons um, how things you can do to build discipline and this and that but some people, you know, that they're just not ready for that in their life. And I yeah. think that's the amazing part about us being humans is everyone is at a different point in their life. Mm-hmm. And when we have conversations, we're able to pull out from that conversation what, what we're ready to pull out. Yeah. And if we haven't been honest with ourselves about something, if, some, if someone else throws something at us, if it's someone you really trust and look up to, that might open you up. But for other yeah. people, they're going to be shut down and yeah like you said it's it's okay
1: you're at where everyone's at where we're at yeah sometimes sometimes i feel that way when i watch uh sometimes i watch steven crowder videos he's the dude that just debates everyone right (laughs) i like to watch him because like sometimes you see him debate against some people that are just completely like biased towards their opinions like and they don't wanna hear anything he has to say. Like they're just looking for, for a way to shut him down, you know? Yeah. And like like I like him because he presents a lot of he could be a dick sometimes, <laughs> but like I feel like he he he's gotten a lot better like from the videos that I've seen, like the newer ones, he's gotten a lot better at like trying to talk to people without offending them or without Without making it seem like he's... He's not trying to make him look dumb yeah, or yeah. he's doing it more in a respectful way. Oh, yeah, without, like, without shitting on their ideas, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because he'll say things like, like, no, 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 like, okay, like, that's, I, I like, respect that, but, like, let me present this, this, uh, this perspective, you know? And then he'll, like, da-da-da-da-da. But a lot of the people that he's debating with are extremists, like... They're people that... You can't have conversations with No, like, they're just people that are looking to shit on him. And to make him seem like he's this racist, misogynistic, like, just homophobic asshole or whatever, you know? Like, you see these people, and, like, when he's presenting, like, facts or when he's presenting ideas, like, they're just kind of laughing, like... Like, this guy's stupid. Like, this guy's a dick, you know? And, like, like they're not really listening. Like, you can tell they're not listening. Like, they're just kind of just, like... Like, whenever he's talking, they're just kind of, like... Like, ah, oh, you're bullshit, you know? Yeah. And, like, they... And then, like, after he's done talking, they'll be, like... Oh, like, they'll throw something back at him that's, like, completely irrelevant, you know? Or, like, just something that, that is going to try to prove their point. Like, instead of listening and being, like, okay, like, that's... Just, like, or even ask some questions
0: about some things they shared, like, oh, yeah. I haven't thought
1: about that, let me hear a little bit more yeah. about that, I don't
0: know anything about that.
1: Yeah, because when, when someone when someone presents something to you that is contrary to what you, like, strongly believe in, like, a lot of people are inclined to be like, no, like, I don't like that. You they know? put their fence up, they, yeah. yeah, and they're like, no, like, you're proving me wrong right now, so I don't like you anymore, like you're full of shit, you know? Or, like, they become offended because they're, like... They find a way to con- misconstrue whatever is said to make it seem like, oh, you're just being an asshole. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, come on. Like, he's he's presenting pretty, like, reasonable, like, opinions, you know? And, like, he's looking for, like, something to... He's looking for people to to shoot back or to say something that's, like, fact-based that is going to change his mind, you know? And, like, I feel like he has to clarify himself a lot and be like, look, like, I'm not supporting this. Like, I'm not supporting that, but I will say this, this, and this. And people are like, nope, you're saying that this fucking this, like, super horrible deed is, or this super horrible action is okay. Yeah, people
0: like, want things to be black and white, but yeah.
1: life is gray, man. Yeah, exactly. There's
0: so much gray. Yeah.
1: Like, I, I don't really want to get into a lot of the debates that he yeah. talks about, because they're very, very, like, touchy subjects. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm people... I'm not educated on much of those. <laughs> yeah, me either. But, like, you know, like, topics he talks about, like, it's easy to, like, just by hearing the topic he talks about, it's easy to be, like oh like he's a racist or yeah. he's misogynistic you know or whatever the, the case may be so i just like to watch him and like listen like sometimes he says things that i'm just like ah, i just, don't know about you bro. probably watching like, those like highlights some very human characteristics
0: yeah that are not good <laughs> you yeah, know that yeah. are not good and then um Probably, I'm sure. Do I bet you his YouTube channel helps people to reflect on themselves? Like, am I doing that? Yeah. When people are, when I'm having conversations with people, yeah. Or maybe it just fills them with anger. (laughs) Some
1: people probably see that and like it just kind of strengthens their their opinion on him. You know, like yeah, he's an asshole or he's he's a dick. You know.
0: I really do believe you see what you're looking for. Yeah, in a lot of ways, you see what you're looking for in so many ways, Mm -hmm. um, whether it be your insecurities. Yeah. Um. Like, for example, I think I might have talked about this. Like, the hairline, bro. Yeah. You know? Like, I think yeah. a, a receding a hairline or, or thinning a hair is an insecurity for, for any person. Yeah, for And sure. then you'll notice, like, if that insecurity is, is really strong, then that's what you start to see mm-hmm. in people. So, when you see some other dudes, you're like... <laughs> got a great set of (laughs) hair man like that's like if you had a regular hairline or whatever you would have never um really been paying much attention to their hair but now you're like oh man Oh, these dudes, my yeah. age, got some great hairline. what's going on here, you know? Uh-huh. So, but it also goes to ideas about people, about mm-hmm. categories of people. That's where, like, you get prejudices and things like that. Yeah. You know, um, you see what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And it could also work for you in a positive way. You can see good in people. And yeah, uh, I think we have so much more power in us um, to change our outer realities of, like, we tune in and, and within ourselves more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think more and more people are starting to, or it's becoming more normalized or more, more people are getting introduced to it. Yeah. Uh, but it could just be, cause that's kind of been my focus. So like mindfulness. Yeah. Like mindfulness and, and all that. And there's different ways to go, to um, go to, it. Hey, but I want to talk, we got to give, uh, we got to also give your pop some credit um, you shared, oh, yeah, yeah, you shared yeah. about him, uh, I you kinda, know, struggling with alcoholism and stuff, but your dad also did something
1: amazing and, and, uh, shifted his life.
0: T- tell us, uh, more yeah. about that, man.
1: Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of presented all his, his dark times and <laughs> <laughs> didn't really, uh, credit him for, for his, uh, his improvements. But yeah, so my dad was like, my dad drank for a long time and was he yeah. pr- pretty much an alcoholic your whole life? Like your for a, the most part, yeah. Well, my whole childhood, childhood, yeah, yeah. Like, like from the, from when I can remember, he was always like into drinking and leaving. Like he would be gone for the weekend. I remember like, going to your house. Mom would go have to go find him, and there was a lot of like situations where, fucking, they were long nights, you know. Or like yeah. he would come home in the middle. Like <laughs> one time, my me and my cousin was sleeping over he was sleeping over, and then, like, we were, we were up in the kitchen, like, having cereal or whatever, like, we were playing video games, and then, like, like, we heard my dad's, my dad pull up, and we're, like, oh, shit, like, my dad's here, and then we're, like, like, we knew, you know, like, we knew, like, he was gonna come home, like, just blasted, like, super drunk, like, Uh. trying to start problems and shit, so we're, like, oh, fuck, let's roll, like, let's go back to the room, you know, so then, like, we went back to the room, and, like, we pretended we were asleep because we didn't want to deal with him, you know? We were just, like, ah, we don't want to deal with him. So, we're, like, pretending we were asleep, and then, like, we didn't hear anything. And then, like, out of nowhere, like, you hear banging on the front door, like, pa 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 And, like, we were just, like, fuck that. Like, we're not going to open it. Like, we're just going to pretend we're asleep, you know? So, he's, like, banging on the front door, and then, like, we heard it stop. And then we're, like, oh, shit, like, did he leave? And then like next thing you know, you hear my window to our to my room like just opening. Like he was like trying to get in and like we were just like, Oh shit, oh shit. Like he's coming in through the window. Oh no. And like he like opened the window and like he like climbed in and he like <laughs> he like fell, yay shit. And then he was just like, Hey, don't you guys hear me uh, knocking on the door? And then we we're just like like with an answer, we didn't answer, we're just like we were just like playing it off like we were asleep. And then my mom woke up and then she was like, What are you doing? Like blah blah blah, blah. and then he was just like, Oh, I was knocking at the door, blah 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 Um and then like it was just like you know, it just started this whole thing and like that was like a normal thing, like every weekend, you know, like it was just incidents like that. So like Did you hold a did you hold a lot of resentment towards him? Yeah, by- for sure. Like I thought like I, I almost could guarantee myself that i was gonna get in a fist fight with him at one point you know like eventually especially when i started getting older like when i was like a teenager like when i was like 14 15 like i started like feeling like a lot of anger towards him because he started he was getting worse you know like Mm -hmm. he was getting worse and worse and more violent and like we had dogs and he would treat the dogs like shit like like he would treat my mom like shit, so like eventually, so just to like pain other people, yeah. So like harsh. I would see it, and I would be like, I someone needs to stand up to him, you know. And like I said, like I was the old, I was the older brother. Like I was pretty much like, like I said, mom would tell me like you got to be the man of the house, you know. So like I kind of started to to believe that like I'm the man of the house. I have to defend the house. Like I have to stand up to him, you know. So. Eventually like little by little I started like I started talking back to him I started getting in his face like whenever he would try to like come at me or like try to come in all violent like there was a few times when like Like he would like he came at me and like like I shoved him. like I shoved them super hard Or like I was laying on the bed and like he, he would like walked up to me and like I kicked them like in the chest a few times, you know, like yeah, send him send him flying back <laughs> and shit so, like, I was like, in my head, I was like, there's gonna come a time where, like, we're gonna get in a fight. And, like, I, I started to lose, like, all respect for him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was my dad, but I didn't have a respect for him, like, like, like I should, like, uh, you should for your dad, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I started to see him in this, like, this different light. And, like, I just started to see him as, like, a nuisance, you know? Like, as someone that's just, like, just in the way like making our lives harder than it should be and like yeah i started to build this resentment towards him and yeah what got you past that eventually he uh well he got locked
0: up yeah i remember was that last time he got locked up was that when we were in like ninth grade i remember your dad because oh, yeah. yeah. he drew me a picture
1: oh yeah he's a good he's a good artist
0: he drew me a picture yeah he's
1: a good artist so when he was in jail he he drew a lot of like, pictures, and, like, that's the way he would, he told me he would get by, like, he would draw people pictures to tattoo on themselves, because, like, you know, like... I got it tatted on me, too. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, he would draw tattoos up for people, and, like... That's cool. They would pay him in, like, soups or mm. whatever, you know, like, yeah. they would make, like, he would barter his, his, his drawings. Yep. And, like, he even told me, like, it got him into, into problems, because he didn't discriminate. Like, he would draw, he would draw things for everyone, you know? Yeah, like, no matter your race. Yeah, no matter the race. And in jail, it's like... It's a different world. Yeah, like, you stick to your race and you don't, you don't, like, you don't uh, help other races out, you know? So, like, he would, like, he, like he said there was a time when he drew up on, like, he was cool with this guy and he drew him up a, a thing to get tattooed and, after, like, when they found out Cause it was like a he was a black guy, so like when they found out, they basically told him like, "Hey, like you can't be doing any favors for for them, you know? Like you you stick to to your race, and but if you want to help them out, then you're gonna become the enemy. Like you go hang out with them. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna tolerate that shit, you know? Damn. Like they basically checked them and told him yeah. like, like that shit needs to stop, or we're gonna fuck you up, like." and then like you're just going to be an outcast, you know. So he was forced to like stop drawing for other people. So so yeah, so anyway, he got he has like 6 DUIs under his belt. So after the last one, hey, thank God he's still here, man. No, right? He almost got he actually almost got deported. Like the only reason he he's they let him stay was because my mom is born here and we're both born here, so they basically told him, like, we're gonna let you and stay. probably good
0: timing, just like, cause you know, it, like, Yeah, the states are like, like you, in the past, like, year or two, a lot of people were getting deported. Yeah. For, for reasons not
1: even close to that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so, I mean, he just got lucky, you know? Like, yeah. they just gave him a break. And after that last time, like, he, he did, like, I wanna say he did, like, a year in jail. So, like, that whole year, it's fucked up because, like, that whole year, like, we were happier than we were ever, we had ever been, like, because the house was quiet, so you know? That peace of mind. Yeah. But the only thing is now my mom, that's when my mom went through a lot of, like, financial struggles. Like, she was already struggling financially, but that year she was trying to, pay for the mortgage and the house and that was in 2008 when everyone lost their house that whole recession happened so yeah. like, it was just like a, just a combination of things you know and that whole year was it was the most peaceful year we had as far as like living at home but financially like that was probably the worst year for my mom you know mm-hmm. but we never saw that like I didn't hear about that till later Cause mom would always play it off. Like it was, everything was okay. You know, until we lost the house and then like we started losing other things. And like, then, I mean, it's kind of hard to hide that, you know? Like we got to move cause we can't pay the house, you know? So, so yeah. So he did like a year in jail and like when he got out, like he told us like, that's it. Like I'm gonna stop drinking. And we were just like, ah, all right. We've heard that before, you know? Like, He said that before. So it was still kind of, like, rocky between us. Like, I wasn't really that close to him. tension. Yeah. Like, I didn't really have too much respect for him at that point. Um, Like, when he was in jail, like, he would write me letters. And, like, my mom would be like, hey, uh, did you write your dad back already? And I'm like, nah. And then she's like, are you going to write him back? And I'm like, nah. Like, I didn't even, I wanted, I wanted nothing to do with him, you know? Yeah. So, like, I was just, like, nah, I don't really care about talking to him, you know? And, like, we would go visit him, like, every Sunday, and, like, like, it just, it started to become, like, a burden. Like, I was just, like, I don't, I don't even want to go, you know? Like, I don't want to spend my Sundays, like, visiting him. Like, like, I, it just didn't interest me, you know? Like, I didn't have a good time. It wasn't, I didn't see it as, like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna go see my dad, and, like, I'm gonna go have a special bond with him. Like it was just like a like a burden. I was yeah, just it was like, yeah, it's a chore. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I was just like something that I was forced to do. Like, well, you're gonna come because you're gonna come, and I was just like, fuck, all right. So after he got out, he told us that like, oh yeah, I'm gonna stop drinking or whatever. We we're like, yeah, yeah, all right, whatever. And then he stopped drinking for like a few weeks maybe, and then he started drinking again. And we we're like, yep, there it is. Like, we knew it, you know, like, you're full of shit. Like, you're never going to change. And I remember he said, like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, like you know, I, I fucked up again. Whatever, we stopped drinking. Or he's like, I, I, I wanted to stop, but I, I fell back, you know. Like, I fell back into it. Like, all right. And then after a few weeks, he was like, oh, I'm going to stop drinking again. And I was like, nah, get the fuck out of here. Like, like, you know, his work didn't mean shit to me anymore. Yeah. So, so I was like, yeah, whatever. So then I remember like he was, he had stopped drinking for like a a good month after that. And then one day I went in the garage and there was like a 32 pack of Bud Lights in the fridge. And I was like, this, this motherfucker again, you know? So instead of just like letting it happen, like, I was just like, you know what, I'm not gonna let this happen. So like, I grabbed the whole case, it was a full case of Bud Lights. And I just started opening them and dumping them in the sink. And I dumped all the beers in the sink. And then like he came, he came back later and was like, Hey, where's my beers at? And then I was like, I dumped them in the sink. And then he was like, Well, why'd you do that? And then I was like, You say you're going to stop drinking, so what do you want him for? And then he was like, he was, like, all upset, and he was just like, fuck, man, like, I spent a lot of money on that, blah, 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 like, you know, he was mad at me because I dumped his beers, and I was like, you know what, I don't care, you know, like, do what you want, like, what are you going to do about it, you know? Like, at that point, I was, like, completely had lost respect for him, and I was like, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight, like, if you're going to fight me because I dumped your beers, then so be it, like, let's do it, you know? And I was like, "What are you gonna do about it?" And then he was just like, oh, "Ah, blah, 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 whatever." He like yelled at me, and I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." Like, like uh, I was just like, "Ah, oh, you're you're full of shit," you know. So like after that, I think, I think him and my mom, like even though they didn't show it, I think they were like low key starting to go through like a like a separation, you know? Yeah. Because she was like, "I can't do this anymore. Like, it's been way too long." We've given you way too many chances and like you've promised us that you were going to stop and that's it. You know, like I remember like he even told me like, oh, yeah, like I'm going to move to your aunt's house in West Covina. And I told him like that. Eh, good. Like good for you. You know, like it's probably better for everyone. And so that was like kind of in the works for a while. But then I think once when I think when I was going through all that, like I didn't mean, I didn't want to be home you know because i was like i don't even want to see him like yeah. i don't even want to be around him anymore and that's when like i think th- that's when we were like i was at your house like almost every single day and like we were like around the neighborhood and like you know doing we, were just, all our yeah, stuff. we were just yeah we were just doing things like just having a blast yeah exactly I, and
0: meanwhile like what's crazy is uh you know that at that point Pretty much, like, I knew you had some stuff going on, but yeah. not to that extent. Like, I knew, like, as a kid, when someone else's dad goes to jail, like, I didn't really fully comprehend everything yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. But I, that's so crazy. Yeah,
1: it was, just, and, like, I mean, I think that helped out a lot. Like, yeah. that helped me get through a lot of that is, like, just being at your house and, like, you know, hanging out, like, doing things in the street, just because it was, it was, I was a, away from all of it, you Yeah. Know? So... I think once all that started happening like i think something just clicked in him and he basically told himself like i'm i'm losing my family like do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it became real because before it never became real because he was always there like he was always allowed to stay and like you know like my mom never told him like we're breaking up or whatever But after all of that, after going to jail, like, after getting all those DUIs, after telling us who was going to stop, like, he kept relapsing. And it became real when mom told him, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is too much. Like, you're putting too much of a burden on us. So I think that's when it all clicked. And he was just like, shit, like, this is it, you know? Like, this is really, really, like it's real. Like I'm, my family's leaving me basically. So after that, he didn't even tell us he was going to stop drinking. I think he just stopped drinking. Like he just like, just was taking it. That's day. what is really powerful. Yeah. Huh? When people are
0: like, I'm not going to tell anyone. Cause yeah. they're, that's like, I'm doing this not only for me, but for everyone, but I'm just going to you by my actions. Yeah,
1: exactly. So he was like, he didn't say anything. He just like, cause he knew that like his word didn't mean anything anymore. You know, yeah. like, he had already promised us too many times and he had already like broken his promises too many times. So he, he probably just figured like there's no point of me telling him like it's not going to make a difference if I tell him or not, you know. So I think he just slowly stopped drinking and uh, he never left like he never left like to my aunt's house like he was going to move. He just stayed and like he just like weeks, weeks went by and he didn't didn't drink. He didn't drink, and then he was like going through all his, like withdrawals. AA or oh. AA meetings. Yeah, he was going through withdrawals for sure. Like he was super grouchy, and like he was like super uneasy, and like yeah. you know I could tell like he was going through withdrawals. I might have not understood that there were withdrawals at the time, but yeah. like later on when I looked back at You're it, he's like, damn, my dad's an asshole yeah. and he doesn't drink. I was like, this is a dick. Like he's still he's still annoying he's still. to me around, you know. <laughs> I was like, this was just a grouch all the time. Now. Yeah. But like when I look back at it, I'm like, those withdrawals, you know, like it was him trying to cope with the fact that he wasn't getting alcohol. Because a lot of anymore. people have to take like medication when they yeah. get clean, right? Or else you can be like. Get yeah. real sick or whatever. The thing is, I think the thing that with him was that he didn't drink every single day. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like he was dependent on the alcohol.
0: Gotcha. He was
1: just like a, he was a weekend drinker, but he was a heavy weekend drinker. Yeah. Like once Thursday would roll around, like he would start drinking and then Friday he was just blasted. Saturday he was gone, like, you know, and then yeah. Sunday he was just hung over all day. And then like during the week he wouldn't drink, like. Maybe he would have a few, but he wasn't like a like know, a raging yeah. alcoholic where he was like every single day like drunk all the before time
0: before work or drinking a flask. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he
1: was never that level, you know. Yeah. So yeah, he just like stopped. Like he just stopped drinking, and then like I think it was hard to believe for a while. Like I was just like I was waiting. How for long the, is this gonna yeah, last? Yeah, I was waiting for the moment for him to be like, all right, he's gonna he's gonna pick it up again, you know. And then I think there was, he told me there was one time when he went and bought, he was like, fuck this, like I want to drink again. So he bought like a case of beer and he said he had it in front of him and he said he was just like, what am I doing? Like I'm falling back into it again. Like after going through all this, like, you know, like I think he had been sober for a little while at that point, maybe like six months or something. And I think he said that he bought a case and he was just like, before he drank it, he was like, what What am I doing, you know? Like, look, here I go again, you know? Like, ruining things. And then I think he said he, like, threw it away. And it's powerful. Yeah, and, like, so he had it in front of him and he threw it away. And, yeah, like, little by little, like, I would see that he wasn't drinking and I would just, like, all right, like, cool, you know? And then, like, little by little just kind of started building that relationship up again you know like it, it made me have a, a new level of respect for him when I noticed that like he was really doing it like, yeah oh, all right like you're being for real and then like a year went by like two years went by it's like a display of love you know yeah exactly so I was like like even though I was young I noticed it you know like mm-hmm. hmm, all right like that's a big statement you know like that's a big deal, he stopped drinking, so, like, I still had, like, a certain level of resentment towards him for a while, mm-hmm. just because, like, it's, you know, like, I, I had a hard time letting all of that, everything we, he put us through, like, it was kind of hard to just let it go, like, out of thin air, you know, like, so, little by little, I started, like, all right, like, he's not drinking, he's not drinking, and then, like, we started building that relationship up again, and then, like, him and my mom started like being more like connected, having like a more affectionate relationship. And yeah, just like, he just never picked it up again. Like we would go to parties. I think that was, that was when I saw that it was real was when he was around it and we were at family parties or parties where there was a lot of alcohol and there was people drinking around him. And he never like, he never was influenced to pick it up again, you know? Yeah. I think that's when I saw, like, oh, shit, this is real, you know? Like, he has it in front of him. It's, it would be easy for him to just, like, fall into the peer pressure and pick it back up, you yep. know? But he didn't. So I think that that made me kind of see, like, maybe this is for real this time, you know? Like, maybe he really is done with it. And, yeah, fast forward to... 15 years later and he hasn't drank since mad respect and man. i'm like dang okay and now like our relationship is better than ever you know yeah. like now we're like like he's like oh you're like one of my best friends and shit That's you know? awesome man and so like yeah we have like a great relationship now and it's crazy because like now i have a little brother and sister and I told I told my dad like it's so crazy they'll never ever see like, that side see of that side of you that's beautiful yeah like it's good I'm so happy you know because I'm uh, like they shouldn't you know They yep. this shit's not good but I'm like it's crazy to think that they're gonna grow up like they they're gonna hear stories about my dad because I mean the stories will come up you know yeah like. They're gonna hear about how he was, and it shouldn't be something that's a secret. It's yeah, like, yeah. There's so much to be learned from it, Yeah so exactly. much value
0: in those struggles, man.
1: And the thing, like the thing I like about it is that he's not ashamed of it. Like he's he'll openly talk about it. You know, like all yeah. his friends know his story. Like all oh, everyone around him knows his story. Like even his softball friends, when he talks to them about it, like, he tells them like, "Man, like I used to be a jackass, you know, like, <laughs> 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 like I used to be this crazy person." Like they hear it and they're like, "No, nah, because like, your
0: dad's so cool, man." You? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's like so
1: chill, you know. And like he's just like a he's jokester. funny, yeah. He's yeah that cracks me up. <laughs> he's just like an easygoing person. Like, I mean, he has his moments where he's like grumpy, but mm-hmm. yeah, he's he's just normal, you know. So like when people hear about it, they're like, "No, nah, like you how like I don't believe that because I've never seen him drink before because. When he was drinking he didn't play softball you know so like all his softball friends like they met him when he was sober already yeah so like meanwhile they're drinking in the dugout (laughs) yeah they offer him drinks like they've offered him drinks before and then he'll tell them like no i don't drink and they'll be like what like they don't believe it and then like there's even been times when like they put a like they crack a beer open put it in front of him like people who don't know yeah like they'll crack a beer and be like oh here you go and then he'll be like uh thanks, and he just, like, puts it aside, you know? Doesn't say anything, but it's not gonna drink it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, he accepts it, he's just like, oh, thanks, and then, like, he just, like, kind of puts it a- a- aside, and they're like, hey, what the fuck, you know? he's like, I don't drink. And they're like, for real? They're like, we heard, but we didn't think it was real, and then he was like, yeah, like, I don't drink. And, like, in my head, I'm like, man, you guys are dicks, you guys heard he didn't drink, and you still <laughs> gave him a beer, like, <laughs> you yeah. assholes. But, yeah, yeah especially like, you hear his story. Yeah, so, uh. Like, he's able to have it in front of him and put it aside and not be tempted, you know? And he tells me that he just takes it day by day. Like, he's like, and he tells me, he's like, look, he's like, I'm still an alcoholic. He's like, he's like, I'll be an alcoholic for the rest of my life. He's like, doesn't, doesn't, just because I don't drink doesn't mean I'm not an alcoholic anymore. He's like, it's still in me. He's like, if I start drinking again, like, I'll go right back into that cycle, you know? So he's like. He's like, I have to remind myself that I'm an alcoholic, like, so that I can't consume that because does something, you know? Yeah, it's gonna ruin it's gonna ruin my life, you know. And he tells me like, I prefer my family over over the alcohol, like, you know, like I'm not willing to throw everything away, everything I've worked so hard for, just because like I want to have a beer again, you know. So like, yeah, he's been sober for like 15 years now. And I'm like, holy shit, like, mad respect, you know? That's great. And that it speaks to the power
0: of, like, not giving up on someone. Yeah. Um, even though it, it could be really hard. And sometimes mm-hmm. you might actually need that space where, hey, right now, for the betterment of everyone, like, we need this. But on the other hand, like that, like, you guys have your beautiful family. Yeah. Um, you've made it through your, your struggles mm-hmm. and probably closer because of it now. Yeah. And I don't know. It just – it's. It can, not giving up on someone can be really powerful. I mean, yeah, I've seen it real. in my life as well.
1: And I think, I think if, I think if we would like, if he would have lost his family, I think he would have been like, he would have gone down a dark hole, you know? Yeah. Cause, like, he, like at that point, if he loses his family, he has no reason to stop drinking, you know? Like, he's yeah. like, well, what am I gonna stop drinking for now? Like, now I'm just depressed and have nothing to live for, so the alcohol is gonna like help me cope with the pain, you know, of losing my family, so, I think, I think if he would have never stopped, or if, if he would have lost us, like, if we would have left him or whatever, I think he probably would have been either homeless, or in jail, or back in Mexico, like, because he would have just, he would have drank harder, you know, because yeah. he would have just been like, well, now I don't have shit, you know, like, now I'm lonely, now I don't have a family. Now there's no reason for me to stop, so I'm just gonna go ham, you know. So yeah. he's always gonna have that alcoholic instinct in him, you know. Some
0: people are just born with it. It's yeah, into, like I exactly. said, it's in
1: the genetics. Yeah. And going
0: back to what we were saying, like having
1: compassion and not only seeing
0: a person, but like what led up to it. Like, did you ever like consider or ask or talk to him about? like what was it like for during his childhood what were what yeah. were his parents like and, and things like of that sort
1: yeah for sure i've had conversations with him he had a rough childhood like his dad his dad was an alcoholic too so when i hear the stories i'm i'm like it makes sense mm-hmm. like it, it, i can put all the pieces together and see how he became this person you know like where it came from his dad was an alcoholic um, but his dad, his dad died when he was like six years old. Wow. Yeah. So, but he said that, like he had that gene in him, huh? Yeah. And, he just... and like that's he, he, he was still impacted by it because he said that his dad was like a hardcore alcoholic, and he would come home, same shit. Like he would, he would, uh, he would like berate my grandma, and like he would like just make their life a living hell. Like he said, like when the dad would come home. Like, he would, he would hide under the bed because he was scared of him, you know? Like yeah, how terrifying. He would, he would beat him. Like, he would, like, you know, like, come home and just make their lives hell. So, that's what he was, like, that's what he saw as a kid. And then his his dad died when he was, like, six years old. Like, he was a taxi driver. And he said he was driving, like, a married couple. Um, and they got into this accident. And... I guess like the the steering wheel like went through his chest or some some something like horrific you know like it was like a f- tragic accident like it was like a bad accident mm. so like he basically grew up the rest of his life after that with no dad like it was just him his brother him his brother and sister and then my grandma and but in Mexico and like he he was basically being raised by like his uncles but his uncles were dicks like. His uncles would treat him, would treat my dad and his siblings like shit, and like they would, they would, uh, they would give special treatment to like their own kids. Yeah. And, like they would just kind of like treat them like shit, and like he said, like they would beat him, and like, like he just went through a rough childhood, you know. Yeah. And like that kind of molded him to be this hardened, like, un- like emotional person like with no compassion you know like because there's been times when my dad like he's like very like not compassionate and I'm like damn like how could you be that? how can you be that way you know but then I always have to remind myself like this is what he was this is all he knew growing up you know like he was just like desensitized to everything because he went through all this shit and like I have to remind myself like you have to be patient with him and kind of point things out and kind of make him realize like, well, it's not okay to act this way. You know what I so mean? Offer that
0: alternate perspective. Yeah. 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 Like
1: you gotta, you like, should treat people with more compassion or you should treat even animals. Like he's very like, like he doesn't see animals as like life important. Yeah. yeah. Like He just sees them as like critters, you know, like, so sometimes he'll be like mean to the dogs and stuff and i have to remind him like like hey why are you being mean you know like they have emotions too they have you know what i mean like they they feel things too like they feel pain like they feel they feel everything we feel yeah you know and like he's gotten a lot better at it like before he used to hate dogs like he like he used to hate dogs and now he's he's gotten a lot more affectionate with them like mm. they come up to him and like he'll pet them and he'll still talk shit to them he'll be like ah <laughs> uh, bitchy puto or whatever but he'll be like oh i like you you know like he'll pet them yeah and he'll let them get like before like they couldn't even get close to him because they'll be like you better get away from me like i'm a i'm a punt this fool you know and i'm like damn like don't be such a dick yeah like just be a little nicer to them you know it's,
0: it's crazy. It reminds me of, uh, Maya Angelou has a quote, like, when you know better, you can do better. Mm. Or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. Um, you, you know what you know. And yeah. we all know different things, you know? Yeah. And, like, Ashley, she, when I podcast with her, and just something that we've talked about, is just, like, really accepting that people are really doing the best they can. Yeah. Um, even if you might be like, oh, I told them this or that. Just because you told them that doesn't mean that they're at a place where they're ready to really internalize what you told them, or, yeah, or take those next steps or or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So that's that's something that helps. I think it helps a whole lot. Pretty much what you're saying is just, hey, he's doing the best he can, yeah,
1: and it's cool that you've
0: taken a place where hey, I can help him out a little bit,
1: yeah. And I've kind of like I've kind of learned to approach him or approach like the way that I uh, the way that I give him advice. I've, I've, I approach it a different way, because I noticed that he's very, like, it's hard to give him advice, or, like, critical, um, criticism, criticism, yeah, 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 like, what, what do they call it, constructive, constructive, oh, constructive, constructive criticism, yeah. yeah, like, it's hard to give him constructive criticism without him getting offended, because he just, like, whenever you come at him, or, like, tell him, like, I think this is wrong, and I don't, yeah, I don't think this is right, or whatever, he kind of takes it as, like, you're attacking me, you know, and yeah. he gets defensive, and I might also go to, like, the roles, you know, like, father-son, like, yeah, I'm yeah, a, I'm in the father role, and I think, yeah, and it, it, that's, that's so true, because he told me that before, like, oh, like, how are you gonna, how are you gonna tell me how to live my life, like, you're, you, like, you know, I'm your dad. Like, how are you going to tell me? And, like, he's told me that before. And I'm like, mm, all right. Like, you know, sometimes, like, as much as I want to, like, like, snap back at him and be like, like, what's wrong with you? Like, wh- you know, why is your thinking that way? Or why does your mind work that way? Like, I have to, I have to realize, like, sometimes it's better to just, like, bite my tongue and, like. Sometimes it's best unsaid. Like- yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes I have to, like. Analyze the way he's feeling and be like, "Ah, oh, all right. Like, maybe there's a better way to approach him, you know? And like... Yeah, just the, the delivery of advice can be... Yeah. Like,
0: hey, have you ever thought about trying this?
1: Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I've, gotten a, I've gotten a lot better at that. And I can tell that now, whenever, like, I tell him things or whenever I give him advice, he takes it as, like, advice from a friend. Like, he doesn't take it as, like, me shitting on him. Yeah. You know? I think that's why... I think... He would take it as, like, I'm trying to shit on him and trying to make him seem like a bad person. Yeah, because you, know? you, you
0: want to feel accepted as you are. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, like, and how you deliver something, like, it could be taken as, I'm not good enough how I am right now and you want to change me. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, you can also deliver it in a way where, hey, I love you, I accept you, but we also can still improve. Yeah, exactly. And I think
1: this can help you and help everyone else. Yeah, because there's been times when, like, I give them, like, criticism And he told me before, like, oh, well, it it seems it kind of seems like like you guys just like to attack me and you guys like to point out all the bad things in me. He's like, maybe I should just leave. Like, maybe you guys are maybe you guys will live a better life without me. And I'm like, no, man, like, that's not what I'm trying to say. Like, I'm trying to help you improve as a person, you know, like I'm trying to I'm trying to help you see like the way that you act sometimes is is it's not okay, you know, or it doesn't make everybody feel good. Like it, sometimes the things you do make people feel bad. Without you knowing that you're doing it. Yeah. I know you're not doing it on purpose. Like I know you're not out here like with the intent to be like, oh well, I'm gonna make everybody feel bad, you know? Like I'ma come out here and I'm gonna make you feel bad about yourself or you know, like I'm yeah, not, he's not he's not trying he's not trying to come out here and and trying to make everybody feel like shit. But sometimes the things he does like unintentionally make people feel like shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, I try to address that and I try to let him know like look, this you're acting this way or whenever you say this or whenever you do this like, you know, it kind of makes it kind of makes people uncomfortable or it kind of makes people feel bad or whatever, you know? And yeah, he told me that before like oh, maybe I should just leave. Like, maybe you guys would live a better life without me because it seems like like, uh, you keep pointing out all the things that I do wrong. And I'm like, damn. Like, I kind of took that and, like, reflected on the way that I deliver my advice, you know? Yeah, or, like, all your conversations with them, like, what percentage of your conversations are are that, you know? Yeah, exactly. So I also had to, like, kind of... step back and reflect on oh shit like like i'm trying to tell him that the things he's doing is making people feel bad without noticing that maybe the way that i'm talking to him is making him feel bad yeah you know like i gotta take my own advice at that point like like i'm trying to point out things in you but i'm not noticing things within things in myself yeah like
0: it's so easy to get taken that mind storm where now um you're like looking for certain flaws yeah almost. it's almost like you just have this flaw detector going on like uh-huh. waiting for something that's gonna bug you or something you, you know yeah but, yeah but um like you said it's balanced man yeah that's cool that's powerful though yeah. that speaks back to like mindfulness and just Oh, wait, hold on. Let me just reflect back and that's uh, growth right there. Honestly, that's how people become better human yeah, beings, you and, re- continuously reflect on yourself.
1: Yeah, and I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it, you know? Like it, it, I think that whole mindfulness, like being introduced to mindfulness has done a lot for me, you know? Yeah. Like it's helped me it's helped me reflect on things like that and notice like some flaws that I have in myself and n- notice like how certain interactions can make certain people feel a certain way you know yeah like the way because like the, just your tone your tone itself can like change the way a conversation goes you know 100 percent. like when you're coming at someone with the tone that's like sarcastic or like very aggressive like even if you're speaking even if,
0: down to someone whatever yeah yeah
1: yeah even if the message you're trying to get across is p- like well yeah with good intentions like the way you say it can change the way that it's perceived, you know? Or the way that it's, like, uh, uh, absorbed or whatever, you know? So, like, like, whenever I talk to him now, I try to have, like, a calm voice. I try not to point out, like, oh, well, you're doing this wrong. Like, I try to kind of, like, go a different way about it. Like, ask him, like, hey, like, like, uh... I don't know.
0: How do you, you just kind of point them? Feel, you could
1: kind of even point them towards it, like yeah. without saying it directly, in ways. You or know? sometimes, sometimes it's like small things, like like if he's being mean, like if I could tell he's like in a bad mood, or if he's being grouchy. Like instead of being like, "Damn man, like why are you being a dick?" You know, like all all I have to say sometimes would be like, are hey, you're hungry or what?" <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Ah, <laughs> oh, just asking, cause um." I'm like you get oh. a little hungry when you haven't had a Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, a little angry when you haven't had a Snickers. A little angry like that commercial. Yeah. On, yeah, man. Yeah, so like sometimes I'll just ask him like with a simple question like that like you're hungry or what and he'll be like why? And I'll be like oh, I don't know just cuz like it kind of seems like you're uh you're not in a great mood right now, you know. And then he'll be like oh well it's cuz whatever. And I'll be like oh, all right. And then like 10 minutes later, I can see the mood. Like I can see like something in him change the shift, and yeah. he starts being nice. You know, that's
0: just awareness. He, he didn't realize, exactly. you know, you don't
1: realize that you're doing this and that yeah. you've been taken
0: for a ride by this emotion mm-hmm. or this train of thought Yeah, and then it bleeds on everyone else. Yeah. And, but then once you see it, like, oh. and we've, we all have moments like that all the time, man. Exactly, and, um, but it's just so cool that everyone can have the tool where they can tune into that. Yeah. And that's why I think, that's why it's kind of my mission, at least as a teacher, what I want to do is, if I could teach kids to be more mindful, Mm -hmm. and even though some might not even want to hear it right now, I might just plant a seed, you know, and and at some point that seed might grow and blossom. For some people, instantly, like, I can tell some kids, their eyes light up, and then like, they really are absorbing it, and Mm -hmm. I can see it helping them and stuff, but when i see our society and just on an individual level like i think schools should look i might have said this before but i think schools should look at our our world and look at our flaws Mm. as a society where where we're weak um on an individual level and our schools should be trying to okay well how can we become less of a um what what's the word uh us versus them um, oh like less divided Less divided. divide how, how can we bring people together how can we teach yeah. people how to talk to one another how can we teach people how to you know give them the skills to be a human being mm-hmm. you know not just let's fill your head with this content this content this knowledge yeah that you may never apply you know so yeah how can we be more united like yeah you know? so i just like, we got to structure our schools in a better way so that we're addressing these issues that we see plaguing our society today plaguing positive
1: change and yeah. quicker change and yeah and if you can start th- it starts with the kids man yeah i you mean know? change like change is slow didn't j cole say that yeah like, change is slow always has been always will be exactly but, but i mean little by little you know like if you can influence one person you're already a step you're already a step better than you were yesterday, you know? Like, and the
0: craziest part is you can influence people and not even know you're influencing people. Like, you yeah. had, you might have never, you weren't, like, a super vocal person uh, growing up. Like, we'll obviously, we would have conversations and fun and stuff, but as far as, like, um, you just you just always been a pretty calm and, and to yourself person. I was more like assertive, yeah, and a jackass growing up <laughs> at times for sure. Um, at least that's what I like to remember. Yeah, um, you're like
1: more of a social butterfly. Yeah,
0: yeah. But what, what? Um, where was I even going with that? But um, like you taught me a lot growing up. Like, mm-hmm. I like playing sports, for example. You remember early on, I had such a crazy yeah. temper. Dude. I needed to win <laughs> so bad. Um, if we were losing, I was blaming people. Yeah. Like, why aren't we rebounding more? <laughs> like, you know, I, yeah, I look back sure. and just shake my head, but it's part for of sure, my growth bro. process. Um, but you were always very calm and, and, and kind and, and considerate. And I, I picked up certain qualities uh, from you. Like I like, dang, I need to be more like Juan in that, in that regard. Like, mm-hmm. Or I'll see just certain aspects of you and how you carry yourself. And even though you didn't say anything direct, directly to me, like I would kind of be able to reflect on, on some mm-hmm. of the things just that you see, like you internalize certain qualities of the people you're around mm-hmm. and some of them could be good. Some of them could be bad, yeah. but like I I feel like thought I picked up a lot of good qualities just by being around you, you know, and just, uh, even a more appreciation. Cause I saw how much you had to grind and mm-hmm. some of the struggle you had with your family growing up. Cause we were best friends since like seventh grade. Yeah. So, Seeing like that gave me more compassion, more appreciation for my own for like damn, I'm blessed. Like I don't have to worry about, mm-hmm. about uh my dad doing that or anything like that. Yeah. You know, so it, it's cool of the impact you can have on people even when you don't know you're having an impact.
1: Yeah. I remember when we <laughs> we would play 2K sometimes <laughs> and like, bro, if I was winning, like it was like a bittersweet feeling because I'm like, cool, I'm winning. But if I, gonna be pissed. if I win, this was gonna be upset. <laughs> gonna have and... to run it back. <laughs> it's Maybe gonna, it's gonna be like sometimes, like when you would lose, like like you wouldn't say anything, like you wouldn't like belittle be me. You still that energy, dude. Yeah, you but I could energy. tell you were pissed, and I just like it would be a little uncomfortable, you know, because you would just be like, I, I could tell you were upset, and like like I, I was like, fuck, like. This things are weird now, you yeah. know. Just because I won, you know, yeah, like, I beat him in two K and like, shit, like I could tell, like that should rarely happen, I <laughs> bro. Nah, no, it's <I'm> <laughs> I could see the shift, you know, like, yeah, like you would just get quiet and like I could tell you were upset and I was like, man, like. So like sometimes i would be like I don't even know if I want to win like you know cause, yeah no nah, I hear you after after we play it's like it's, gonna it's like be, now I don't want to kick it with you bro it's gonna be a little yeah. uncomfortable you know nah,
0: and I always felt like especially when me and you I feel like me and you were always pretty competitive with each yeah. other and like whatever even I even remember um, taking language arts as a senior and we had vocab. Oh, yeah, the studying test. I feel like, uh, yeah, just knowing the different definitions and whatnot. And I always remember, like, it felt like me and you were competing. Yeah. Like, how many you did you get? Because yeah. me and you would always get A's on it, but yeah. we were trying to get perfect scores and stuff. Yeah. But that's, yeah, nah. I had a horrible temper, man. Um, and I, I had a lot of trouble um losing. So, like, that carried on with me. That plagued me uh in a lot of ways in sports. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember playing baseball, So in my head, like, I. I could I could have used some mindfulness <laughs> as a kid for yeah. sure. Like I remember playing baseball, and I, I was a good baseball player, but I got in my head. So like if I struck out, then I'm carrying. Or I, if I just get one strike on me, and mm-hmm. like I miss and swing, it's in my head already, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm mm-hmm. still thinking about that last pitch that that I missed, and I'm thinking, oh, what if I strike out? And yeah. And, and then I'd end up striking out because I'm so into my head. And in mm. my next at bat, I'm already defeated as I'm walking up there. I'm already in my head, stressing about it, and um, not just being in a moment. You know, not having a beginner's mind each new pitch. Yeah, you're and like, baseball's stupid. <laughs> I, I, I was just—it was, it wasn't even me being mad at outside sources. I think I was mad at myself because mm. like I was—I've always been a crazy uh, perfectionist in ways. Like I expect—I would expect myself to win. Like not yeah. like. You should be winning. Like if I lost, it's it has it's it's attacking my identity at a time. Yeah, it was like it was attack at like, the time. It was like attacking my identity as a person. Like if I lost, that's a threat to me. It says something about me. Mm-hmm. I'm a loser or whatever. So it was like beyond just the sport itself. It's just some internalized behaviors that I was I was working with. It was unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, like that's not okay. You know. I didn't make the shift till later, and then uh, I just remember everyone, like, noticed that I was, <laughs> I was different when we were
1: playing basketball together, and I was so much high-fiving, hey, it's cool, bro, like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> huh, like, whenever we lose, I just, like, look at you, like, waiting for it, like, shit, like, what's gonna come, you know? And you'd be like, nah, it's cool, it's cool. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Or I'll take some Good.
0: accountability, my bad, I missed a lot of shots, or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, that's beautiful. It goes back to growth, man. We're all constantly evolving, and that's I definitely was evolving. Um, yeah. And now, like, I feel like I don't have. A, I still don't like losing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, I anyone that competes, they want to win. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: when I lose, now I'm like, all right, I might like, damn, we could have won that game. But yeah. At the end of it, like, I let it go. I'm more tuned in. And I'm like, yeah. and I play way better when I'm not in my head, dude. Yeah. I think that, I think a lot of athletes are starting to see that. Mm-hmm. You see mindfulness. Trickling into sports, like Phil Jackson obviously is like famous for bringing it to the Lakers and to Kobe Bryant, yeah, yeah. Um, But a
1: lot of athletes, I think it's a game changer for athletes. Yeah, for sure, bro. I think I think everyone can can benefit from mindfulness. You know, like it sucks that some people see that as like some hippie woo woo shit. You know, like yeah. I, I know a lot of people that they hear mindfulness or they hear meditation and like their stigma of it is like damn that's some hippie shit you know or like that's some like but really it's some human shit yeah <laughs> like like it it can benefit people so much you know and um yeah i think i think if everyone just was a little more in tune with it like the the world would be a better place you know yeah like everyone can everyone can use it um but and we've like, and there's different ways that
0: you can be mindful. Like you don't necessarily have to sit down on a cushion, cross legged, and yeah, do yeah. these rituals or, or whatever. Like you yoga, you can do mm-hmm. yoga. You can just mindfully wash your dishes. Yeah, you know, and cause it, challenge for anyone doing this. Next time you do dishes, or or even if you're like making your bed, mm-hmm. try to fully be present in that process. So if you're washing the dishes as you turn on the water, you're noticing the sound of the water.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, As you put your hand in the water to wet the dish and you're scrubbing, you might, you're feeling the temperature of the water. You're not narrating in your head like, Oh, this water is probably 75 degrees. You're not doing that. You're just feeling the, the the warmth or the coldness of the water in your hands. Mm -hmm. Um, Feeling the, you might be tuned into um, the physical touch of the sponge in your hand, how it feels, the texture you're feeling that, the weight of it. So you're just fully present. And then, fully present in each movement as you're scrubbing it and what's going to happen when you're trying to do that is your mind's going to pull you away and then you're going to start thinking about some random thing that happened earlier in today or yeah. oh i think the dodger game starts in 20 minutes mm-hmm. um or whatever is going on in your head our, our mind's super random so that's going to happen yeah. and once that happens you just realize that your attention got pulled away and you bring it back to just being present washing the dishes you might mm-hmm. notice the smell of dish soap um process of drying it so yeah. or even mindfully showering everyone showers every morning that's or every night and just mindfully showering and doing that same process as feeling the movements of as you're scrubbing your head or or whatever so um yeah i agree with you man there's living like just my bad just to go to meditation i think one misconception about meditation is people don't really see that meditation is a practice mm-hmm. so the idea behind it is that it leads to um, you living mindfully. So when you sit down and you spend 10, 15 minutes meditating, what you're doing is you're practicing being fully in the moment. You're focusing on your breath. Usually that's what people focus on. Mm -hmm. And um, you focus on a breath because it's part of the current moment. And then the mind's going to do what the mind does. And you're able to tune in and notice how, how easily you get pulled away into thought. And then the more you're able to notice that and, and bring your attention back to your breath and then you get pulled away again, and bring your attention yeah. back to your breath. Or you might feel a sensation in your back, some tightness, or uh, maybe an emotion will arise and you can notice what that feels like. So you're more tuned in, just feeling everything and noticing what are the quality of my thoughts, what what's going on up here. And then now when you're living in your day-to-day life, you have that practice and it, it's not um, it does take practice during your day-to-day life. Like you might remind yourself to be mindful and stuff, Mm -hmm. but it starts to happen naturally where you're just tuning in like, Oh, Hey, I was a little reactive right there. So it's just a practice that just, uh, leaks into your day-to-day life. And that's, what's really powerful about it. So it's not just about those like 10 or 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever that you're meditating. It's beyond that. Yeah. And I think,
1: I think that can, um, that can honestly help resolve a lot of like health issues for people like even though you might not think like well yeah what the fuck is gonna like meditation gonna do for me health-wise like that's all in your head but i think a lot of a lot of like stress comes from from your mind just racing all the time overthinking yeah, yeah. overthinking stuff and then that can lead to because i mean stress can lead to a lot of health problems you know so many like People can have heart attacks because of stress. People have strokes because of stress. Like I've even heard that cancer can can result from stress. Because you know? with stress and stuff, you get more inflammation, and when you have yeah. more inflammation, you're more likely to get cancer. Yeah, exactly. So when you learn to like, because you can stress out by just sitting down and not doing anything because your mind is racing, thinking about well, shit, how am I gonna pay this bill or shit, what am, how am I gonna. F- fit all this into my schedule or damn I have to do this this and this or That's why some people like this. to distract themselves. Yeah, exactly. So if you're able to be mindful and like just kind of step away from all that and just focus on what's in front of you, like a lot of that stress kind of just melts off, you know? Like yeah. it, it never comes into your it never comes into your head or, or- it it comes but you know you, you You don't. It just have the same vitality or power behind it. Yeah, like it doesn't have as much like influence on you. It's like you learn to be like, oh shit, why am I thinking about this right now? You know, like I'm doing this. Like I'm doing. I'm washing the dishes. Why am I thinking about what's gonna happen two weeks from now? Or or we're our minds constantly judging of this situation.
0: I so. In, in, uh, in mindfulness, they talk about, like, there's pretty much three... We either like some something, we're neutral to it, or we dislike it. When we dislike it, we're trying to avoid that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to change the situation. We're fighting against... We're not working with life. We're working against it, usually. Trying to escape it or whatever. Um, when it's neutral, mm-hmm. a lot of times we get bored and we're not there mentally, right? That's where we drift off into thought. Um desire something better this isn't fitting our needs Mm -hmm. and then when we really like something then we're hanging on to it and Mm -hmm. if it changes in any way then we're like oh no you know like that's where the happiness is and so and everything changes yeah so if you're hanging on to things that make you happy for your contentment well they're not always going to be there and then Mm -hmm. you're only going to be able to be quote unquote happy for a
1: small portion of time, you know, and then it's going to yeah. flee. It's going to be fleeting. Yeah, and then you're just going to be looking forward to that next moment when like shit, when am I going to when am I going to be happy about this or when am I going to feel this feeling again, you know? Yeah, you're in constant pursuit of some feeling of contentment. Yeah, yeah. You're in, instead of just enjoying like your life in front of you, you know? Like yep. cuz when you're when you live that way, like a lot of your days and a lot of your time can go like just unnoticed because you're like, well, nothing's happening right now. I mean, to you, nothing's happening right now. So, like, you know, I'm just, you're, yeah, you're constantly living like in the future. Like, oh, something's gonna happen eventually. That's gonna make me feel happy again. But like in the meantime, all this time is going by where you're just like indifferent about shit, or you're just like, eh, like my well, boring. My life sucks right now. Like, but, but in a few days, it's gonna be good again. Like, yeah, you're waiting. You know? You're always
0: waiting for that next. Yeah. And it's so easy to do that. all, like oh, um, like in high school it's mm-hmm. oh, I'll be happy once I graduate. Yeah. Um, when you're, when you're in college, oh, when I, when I graduate and get that job, oh, yeah. when I buy a house, when, when this, and then also on the smaller scale, you know, mm-hmm. like in our day-to-day life, daily activities, like this situation is missing something, Yeah, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, but there's real there's a lot of freedom that's why i said like there's so much freedom when uh, if you can be like liberated from your thoughts in a sense yeah because then there's no reason you can't just be content now like if you can find that peace like in just the smallest moments or if you're just fully present doing things like you're okay with how things are you just learn to it's acceptance man accepting whatever moment you're in if you're washing the dishes you could think oh I don't want to wash the dishes, and the whole time you're washing the dish, dishes, it sucks. Yeah. Or you can accept it and be like, and just be fully in it, mm-hmm. doing that, doing it completely. And realistically, yeah. it's all part of life. Yeah. You know, and just existing, you know, is yeah, that's a blessing
1: itself. Yeah, exactly. Especially where we're at. Some people don't have those those moments, you know. Some people don't have that that peacefulness or that that time where nothing. Significant is happening, you know. Like yeah. some some people never have that. Like some people live in distress like their whole lives. Like people who live in like Syria or like in Palestine, where all that shit's going on. Where, you know, like yeah, like people are getting bombed every single day. Like you don't know if you're gonna make it out the out of the day. You know, like you don't know if you're gonna get blown up that day or not. So I call, I'm sure like they any moment of peace is.
0: Just like doing nothing is,
1: a yeah, gift. it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, oh my god, like we have some peace and quiet right now. You know, like they enjoy that as opposed to us that we're so blessed. Where like times of peace and quiet is just like, wow, this is fucking boring. It sucks. You know, like yeah, I need more. I need more. I need something going on. Like that, it's in uh in in Buddhism. I
0: I read, I read some in some book. Um, it talked about like. Or actually, no, this was a, a podcast, a Alan Watts podcast, where he just mentioned an idea from Buddhism. Like, So like one concept in Buddhism, it says like life is suffering. Hmm. And, um, but he's like, the reason they said that life is suffering is because people operate in a way that they think life should always be happy. Mm-hmm. But, oh, okay. So like, it's to compensate for that. So it's not to say that, you know, every moment of life is suffering. It's, just, it's to point out that life is not always happiness Mm -hmm. um part of life part of human existence is these different emotions that arise when and each helps if you were just happy all like well i I can't really speak to that but like i if you were i guess like the all the emotions complement each other's in in ways you know like Mm -hmm. with light there needs uh to be darkness yeah right like in, in that sense but i was just like that makes a lot of sense that we're always like pursuing happiness yeah but i thought we should be more so pursuing peace where yeah. no matter what comes up we can find some sort of peace inside of us mm-hmm. you know so even though i'm dealing with because tragic stuff happens um we're gonna lose family members at times it's inevitable yeah you know um that's we might get a flat tire on the road yeah um, things are gonna be happen happening like that but we can it's all about like Finding a place of calm, a place where mm-hmm. you can notice everything going on, but not be of it. Not get taken for a ride. And then I think that's where you can find some peace in it. So, like, even in situations, the worst situations, you can still find peace. It doesn't mean you're going to be happy because you, you won't. But yeah, it's
1: not going to be, like, euphoric. like Yeah. Like, 24-7, you know. But, yeah, like, it's like you, you've said this before. Um, like, whenever you have an injury, like you kind of forget that or like whenever you don't have an injury like you take your health for granted yeah but like when you have an injury like you you kind of realize like damn like like I never realized how important it was to be healthy you know what I mean yeah like if you have a like if you have a broken finger or something like whenever you don't have a broken finger like your hands that your hands yeah. being healthy and painless like it's nothing. It's just normal, you know? Like, you don't even think twice about it. But when your finger's broken, you realize, like, damn, like, I never realized how, how like, much of a blessing it is to just be completely healthy. Like, to not have a broken finger, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And it's just, like, that kind of goes back to what you're saying. Like, it, just because there's nothing significant or euphoric or, you know, like... Like some that like you're not gonna be completely happy and like like it's something going on all the time. Yes, you can't but that's detain still that Okay, you know, yeah. Like you have to appreciate that just as much as when you are having something super good going on. You know, like you have to appreciate nothingness too. Exactly. You know. Yeah, you so. gotta definitely appreciate the the dark times and stuff. Yeah. Find find the value in it. Yeah, it's just I. You just have to appreciate life altogether, you know, the good and the bad. You yeah. Know? It's just all part of life. Like when but as long as you have overall like your health, family, loved ones, like as long as you have all that, you're you're better off than most people already. Exactly. You know? Yeah, just having love in your life. Yeah, yeah even if it seems insignificant, like there's significance to it. Yeah, you know.
0: Hey, any uh, we've been on those. That's a powerful note to end on. Any uh, last words you want to share? I
1: actually had five, five, uh, five things I wanted to yeah to, to give people. Um, dope. Five little like points that I wanted to kind of throw out there that cool, people man. might benefit from. So one of them maybe is maybe we'll talk about them. I'm, I want to hear them. One of them is love people. Like, do your best to go every single moment of your life just putting out love um, because when you go through your day giving out love whether it be to someone that deserves it or that you think deserves it or not if everyone just puts out love I think the world would be a better place I, I love um, that man what, what's love to you? love is just just be be nice to people try to help people out try to it's something as simple as opening the door for someone You know, like thinking beyond yourself. Yeah. Like just do your best to try to make someone feel good just because, you know, not because you expect something in return or not because you are doing it because like, oh, uh, if I do this, then I'm going to get something later. Yeah.
0: Just doing it for the good of, of others. Yeah.
1: Just being honest and genuine. Out of innate human goodness. I like that. Yeah. So that's one. Another one is put yourself in other people's shoes try to see things and try to see other people's perspective before you judge because you never know what someone's going through like just because some someone's acting a certain way doesn't mean that they're a bad person yeah, no, that's they might just are. be going through rough times or they might like we were talking about they might have just been raised that way you know that they much they might have just been put those values in them and they yeah, think they it's still, okay. They still have value Yeah, and they're still worthy and can yeah. still grow. And Yeah, exactly. Like there's always room for people to grow. That's awesome. Another one is be yourself. Um, Amen. Try not to don't. It's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I know. It's it, it, There's peer pressure and when you get criticism or pushback, um, it's easy to be like, oh, I'm a bad person. Oh, all right, I'm going to. I'm gonna just pretend that I'm this because that's what seems to be getting like compliment. You know, like be yourself. Don't worry about other people's opinions. Um, just do your best to be yourself, and eventually you're gonna find people that identify with you or that you know are like minded, and you're They're gonna, gonna connect. You're gonna people. connect with them, and even if you are considered quote, unquote, weird. I mean, if that's you, if that's what you feel comfortable doing, just be yourself. Like, don't... Try not to force mold yourself to fit into any circle or to to be accepted, you know? Just be yourself. Yeah, and I think meditation helps with that a lot because to be yourself,
0: you have to really know your mind. Get into yeah. your mind and see where you're being influenced or not... But that's powerful advice. Yeah, you're
1: not gonna, you're not gonna, uh, not gonna make everyone happy. That's important. I mean? Yeah, like, you can never make everyone, never gonna please everyone. Exactly. So just be yourself, and I think you'll live a happier life. Um, number four is, uh, don't hold grudges. Learn to forgive people. Amen. Because, I mean, grudges are never healthy for you. Drinking your own poison. Yeah, exactly. Like if you hold on to stuff then you're always going to be unhappy. You're always going to go back and reflect and be like, oh, wow, well, you know, this person did this to me 10 years ago, and, you know, I hate them forever. Like, no, man, like, just learn to forgive people. Like, whatever they did to you, learn to forgive them, and you'll be happier. Yeah, you just, it's, it's crazy how much you hurt yourself when you hold grudges
0: against yeah. people. Like, just that, if you just feel, like, the energy of anger... Or frustration, or or any of those negative emotions, like just yeah. the strength of those in your body, they do not feel good at all, man. Yeah, like it makes like you a bitter person. Forgiveness you know? feels forgiveness or acceptance, like it's just accepting like what happened, really, in ways, right? Yeah,
1: like you're not gonna change anything. Yeah. Like whether you're whether you stay mad at this person for the rest of your life or not, like what happened happened. It's not gonna change it, you know. Yeah, and if 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 you don't accept it. Then that thing that
0: happened is constantly living in your mind. Mm-hmm. And those emotions that came with that action or whatever are constantly living in your body. Yeah. Like, that's what you're carrying with you everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just feel like grudges, like,
1: they're such a big weight on you, you know? Because mm-hmm. like, yeah. cause you have to actually work to hold on to that. You know what I mean? Like, you have to, to work to be like, ah, you know what? I kind of like this person, but they, you know, they did whatever. Whatever the fact, whatever your grudge may be towards them, like, you know what? Like, they're a better person, but they still did this to me, and I, I you know, like, I have to hold on to that Yeah, you, you see them, like, holding on to it, or
0: ourselves. I, I've held grudges before. Yeah. Where, like, they might have nothing to do with... They might be completely different at this moment, but I see part of me, like, hanging on to that grudge. Yeah. Like, nope, I can't. I can't let this go. Yeah.
1: Can't. Yeah, but when you do... It takes work. Like, it takes yeah. work to hold on to that, you know? Yeah. Like... And if, like, when you learn to forgive people, like, it's just so much more, like, freeing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it just feels like this weight off your shoulder. You can just live. Like, yep. you know, you don't have to, like, act a certain way towards people because you're holding on to that. Like, you can just live. And like I said, like, I went, go back to it. Just love everybody. Yeah. Like, you know? So, and number five is enjoy your loved ones while you still got them. Because the older I get... And the more people that I, that I start to lose, the more you start to realize that you don't have an infinite amount of time with everyone, you know? Like, sometimes people go without, without you really fully appreciating them or your time with them, and once they're gone, they're gone. So, enjoy, enjoy people around you while you still got them, because you never know how much longer... You got with them and yeah. you never know when you never know when your last moment with someone is going to be until after they're gone and you regret it or you regret not not spending enough time with them or even the quality of time
0: that when you're with them because yeah we can be with people but not really be with yeah them. yep like when we're having conversations like how often are you like kind of multitasking, like texting, but kind yeah. of talking, yep. Um, or you're having a conversation, but you're not really listening to this person, or yep. Even maybe asking questions to learn more about them, or you know, just just being really present with them. Like, it's so true. We gotta value our time with our loved ones, especially we're like we're at this unique age, I think, where yeah, we're we're fine. I mean, not unique. In, everyone turns this age (laughs) well not everyone but people who reach this you know everyone goes through this point in their life if they're fortunate to live this old um where you're seeing your parents aging Mm -hmm. but also you're getting to a point where you're like damn like i'm i'm aging too i'm yeah time is going by quick the reality of like you said life's not infinite yeah Um, this life is super fragile and yep
1: and super fleeting yep like there's been times when like I'm around, I'm around family members and like you said, I'm there, but I'm not really there, you yeah. know, like, like enjoying each other's presence. Yeah, like I'm there and like, you know, like you're in the environment or you're around people, but you're on your phone, but you're not there, you know, like you're in a different world, like you're like, be, being on your phone, you're in a different world. You're not paying attention to yeah. what's in front of you. Or even just lost in thought. And yeah, that too. Like, or when someone's having a conversation with you and you're thinking about what you have to do when you get home or.
0: Yeah. You
1: have to, all your chores. It goes or, back to that
0: urgency of, I have somewhere to go, but yep. you can't just be where you are right now. Yep,
1: exactly. And then, and then, I mean, by the time you know it, that person is no longer here and you're like. Like, I I never really got to enjoy any moments with them, you know, because I was always somewhere else or I never really truly appreciated the time we were having, you know. And
0: you could really feel each other's love, like going back to your first one, love everyone. You couldn't really feel love when someone's really there with you yeah and you feel heard you feel listened to but also you're listening yeah you feel connection yeah you could even just be doing acti- it doesn't even have to necessarily be talking you can just be with each other sometimes mm-hmm. you know and you
1: can feel like you're both really there yeah yeah yep so yeah that's my advice to people and it's good if, advice i think if people live or if people if people live their life approaching the world with those with those things in their head i think they would live uh they'll live a, a happier life All right.
0: hey so. well i love it man thanks for uh sharing your story with your dad your dad's awesome bro it's, it's it's dope to see how he's grown Yep. and how uh you've grown through the process and how you just uh lo- loved him you know yep what, what you did
1: yeah and everybody everybody and- has that ability to uh, that ability to grow like no matter what, what situation you're in or what you've gone through, you're, everyone has the ability to grow and become better. Yep, to grow, and also everyone has something to offer the world. Yeah, everyone's valuable. And um, it
0: doesn't have to be a specific skill. It can be you have your presence to offer, your love, your compassion, your kindness, Yep, your listening ability. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone has something to offer, and you never know what you can change hey well thanks uh for the powerful uh podcast man i appreciate it i
1: appreciate you having me on and um much love to everybody yeah peace and love